Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front. This week we are talking about the visual effects Oscar bake-off that happens every year. Usually just Trey goes, but this year all of us went. Everybody went. All, all five of us went. And it was fun. I had a great time. <laughs> Sitting at the table this week with me is myself as always, Dick Christie, my friend Brian William Fenefter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman, Scott. Hello. Trading Amazing Stokes. Okay. And Happy Eddie. New Year. Oh, and Eddie Doty. Yes. I, Happy I, New Year. I don't know why I jumped the gun on that. That's no, okay. I, that You're makes fine. no sense. It's okay because, you know, having one person uh, not do the thing that everyone else did is fine and acceptable and no one gets mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't actually go to the Bake Off. Liar! Um, I was on a really steep course of antibiotics and codeine and couldn't talk very well uh, after coming home from a cold place for the holidays. So everyone but me went to the Bake Off. For a second, I thought he said Coldplay. I was yeah. like, what'd they do to you? Oh, they forced Coldplay. Welcome cold... to Coldplay. Here's your injection of germs. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when the medicine is Coldplay, the disease is awful. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but the Bake Off was happening uh, this year. And, was it 10, 10 films this year? Yes. 10? Yes. 10. 10 now. And uh, I don't have actually that much to say about it. We got Eddie here was here. So we're going to have four people who were there and me I, sitting yeah. here going, after all the, After all the years of me evangelizing for the for the Bake Off and you know, no one ever went, everyone went this yeah. year. So everyone was like, I'm going. I think I think, I think think they've had 10 before. But this is either the first or second year that they have five actual. No, last last year was last year was they. Just the the backstory is that until very recently there would be seven finalists oh. in the Bake Off and three ultimate visual effects mm. nominees. Last year they upped the number of nominees to five. Which or it was either last year or two years ago. I think it was which, last year. Which made it weird because then just two leave. It, exactly. It's, it was. It was used to be like seven, and then three make the cut. Okay, fine. For that one year, <laughs> for that one year, it was like there are seven, and only two don't make the cut, yeah. which made was sadder. You know that, that has, <laughs> felt sadder. And then this year they have up the number of final nominees to 10 right. to call down to, to a five finalist. That, mu- that must have been two years ago because I remember last yeah. year it was 10 as well. Also so. what happened when they added more nominees was uh, reels used to be 15 minutes and they were cut down to 10 minutes now. Mm-hmm. Now everyone is, who's listening to this probably knows what's up but we have to do the customary every time we talk about the Bake Off, Trey explains but it is briefly. Let's knock that out and then we're going to talk about the, the movies and what you guys think are uh, going to be the noms. Yeah. The, uh, the process is not true for every branch of the Academy but the, it's true for several branches of the Academy. I know visual effects, uh, I know makeup does it. I believe cinematography does it. I think the sound categories do it because it makes sense. Um, they the final nominees are there's a sh- what's called usually called a short list, which is compiled by a steering committee from that branch of the academy. Who you, they 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 take all the films that were released that year, they narrow it down, they narrow it down, they narrow it down to a, a short list of of however many that category has, um, and then they get together in an actual event where everyone uh, presents. A sample, you know, in visual effects is a 10 minute reel of, of work um, and they speak about it before and they take questions after um, and all the voting members of the visual effects branch of the academy are there uh, to see all the different reels. And then right there on the spot, they fill out their ballots. They hand it to Price Waterhouse, the, the people of Price Waterhouse you hear about every year at the Oscars. And from that mere days later, and as we record this, it's next Thursday, um, all the Oscar final nominees will be will be announced. So we're putting it up this week and going to find out if we were wrong. Exactly, we're going to give our guesses. But so so it's called the Bake Off in visual effects, ironically, because it's like a Bake Off where you bring your cake and everyone tastes it and and announces a winner. Uh, Mrs. But, Potter had the best muffins. Exactly. Not every category does it. I don't think actors do it this way. I, I, you know, I've been wondering how they do that. Yeah. Actually, I think acting. How, how well, the other ones. Do you know, it. It's, it depends on the the whole the whole thing of you know screener DVDs is a fairly mm. recent invention. It's only become a thing like in the past ten years or so has uh, screeners and screeners DVDs make a lot of sense for categories like acting because you can you know you can get that from a screener you can't get 
who did the best sound design really from a right. screener. You really want to see it in like an awesome theater with, you know, full speakers like the Academy theater, which there, is one of the best theaters there is. There's no editor bake off for instance. I don't think, yeah, yeah, but you can, but you can get that from a DVD exactly. and or you have to watch the whole film and judge it. On exactly. So, so there are different, you know, requirements for how you're eligible to vote. You know, it's like, like if you want to vote in the documentary category, you have to, I believe verifiably have come to the screenings of all the documentary films mm-hmm. to verify that you really have seen all of them. They have security tape of you or something exactly, in the short films and, and all those kind of categories. So every, you know, depending on the category, there's different ways, but visual effects, it's called the bake off and uh, it's, it's the annual to me. It's it's the annual visual effects high school reunion because <laughs> not only do voting members of the academy branch of visual effects, but it's unlike other Bake Offs. Uh, it's also open to the public if you get there early and get a seat. Uh, makeup I know is closed to the public. You can't just walk into the Bake Off the makeup Bake Off, uh, but you can in visual effects. So I've been going every year for like there's 13 years now, something like that. And uh, now these guys, this was their first experience with it. Was yeah. this year different in any meaningful way that you can detect? There was there was some different. That I that I would point out, um, one was, um, and we can get it. We'll get into it in a little more detail. But um, pretty light on uh, on that uh, ILM company this year. Mm. Um, there was only one movie, I believe, out of ten that ILM was the primary house. Right. Um, they were contributors to at least one of the other films, but uh, we heard we didn't hear the name ILM a lot, um, and and that might account partly for like the smaller turnout um because well they're probably busy working on the new star wars by now i'm sure they are <laughs> but uh, for example we didn't see De- i didn't see dennis Muren this year and he's usually pretty no. easy to spot because he's nine feet tall and his head is pure white he's so tall I didn't, he's I very he's very large he's huge i yeah. never would have picked him as a tall guy <laughs> yeah and you can always spot dennis Muren, and, and i i didn't see him uh this no, year no he uh, wasn't there yeah and, and neither was john Knoll. yeah john Knoll was um so so ILM was kind of lightly represented, which is certainly unusual, um, and uh, a few other differences. But we'll, we'll get to those. Now, you guys, this was all your first time. Everybody here, right? else went for the yep. first no. time. Yeah. You know, in a, in a brief summary, like what was the experience like for you? Was it what you were expecting? Was it not, Brian? Um, yeah, pretty much. It was. Uh, I had been. I guess we had been forewarned. As if definitely the uh, uh, Richard Edlund, who was presenting the films, made. Comment up that, front. that was that was new actually. Uh, Richard for for a decade, Richard was the head of the branch, and he would always do the presentation. Like two or three years ago, another fella took over as head. Um, so it was kind of surprising to me to like see Richard back. I'm like, hey, Richard's back. So he's like the Billy Crystal of the Bake Off. <laughs> yes, he was. It was like, yeah, we're back to we're back to that. Edlin comes out and does a and, song and dance number with Whoopi Goldberg. Well, he comes out and he tells the story of Cameron and the red light, which I guess they'll yeah. never ever stop telling yeah. that story. Yeah, I thought that was funny when he when yeah. he mentioned that. I was like, I do wow. remember on a previous Bake Off podcast you saying. They mention that every year. Every year. Every year. And sure enough, they did it again. They never don't mention it. Was that. it cool? Was it glitzy? Was it fancy it was or cool. less fancy than you expected? <laughs> it was it was a combination of the glamour of Hollywood with the the mundane, 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 mundane yeah. of it. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. the word I was going yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean if it had it's been It's like you're literally watching them make the sausage. Yeah. This yeah. How, this is how Oscars get picked. It, yeah, it was, you know, because there have been actors or or producers or whatever, it would have had the full on, you know, yeah. top to bottom glitz in that kind of setting. <laughs> this is just a bunch of VFX guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a bunch of VFX guys, it was a bunch of people just like us. Just, in a nice theater though. It's it's a really, but, so yeah, that's a really but, nice but that's theater. the point. That's the juxtaposition. It was a bunch of guys with big very schlubby like us for the most part, but in one of the most beautiful theaters, one of the most glamorous theaters you can possibly imagine. Um, cool. But, but yeah, it was a, a very cool experience. Mike, you went. Who I were you didn't... wearing? <laughs> oh, um, oh, he was wearing a Vera Wang that was no. really quite something. Yeah. I'm serious. Uh, what were you wearing? 
I don't know. Like, he was, like he was wearing an iPad and uh, posting uh, dispatches from the front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, you ended up reporting for FX PhD, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, I did. FX Guide. FX Guide uh, yeah, I happened to, I happened to tweet that I I was at the Bake Off and and um, Mike Seymour from FX Guide contacted me and said we don't we don't have anyone this year. <laughs> we have at no the one off. on the scene. Take notes. Can you, can you? Yeah. Can you take notes for our man for at us the Bake Off? And, and uh, you know, so take it's some like pictures. live blogging, but it's like. Well, it wasn't live because like live to tape blogging. Yeah, basically. So I was I was reporting. sitting there. I was yeah, sitting reporting. there <laughs> reporting. Oh, wow. what, That's was, what they used to call that. Yeah. Word for that. <laughs> I was so yes, I was reporting from the uh, from the front there, and uh, yeah, I was taking notes. I thought that I was going to just take notes and give them to them, and they were going to write it up, but they actually just posted my notes. Yeah, and oh. I was like, oh, if I realized you were going to do that, I would have written you a better but, article. But, but another writer got credit for it, <laughs> huh? Well, he po- he posted because they got posted it. it but he's he, the one. Oh, who does my credit have Mike credit for, oh, for, see, for the content? Cool. But you're yeah, the but, only. But they did. They did. They attributed. Yeah, they, they attributed. Aside from Trey, you're the only died in the wool effects guy that was part of that group. Brian and Eddie are, are editing sure. guys and, yeah. and all that. Was was the VFX bake off exactly what you thought it'd be as a VFX artist? I mean, essentially, yeah. We've it heard was, about it for years. It was now. it was interesting because my um my roommate came with me and he's. You know, uh, he's an actor, but he he and he has an interest in this stuff. But uh, I was curious what he would think of it because I I asked him afterwards. I was like, "Did you understand what they were saying, mm-hmm. or is it because it didn't seem technical? It's actually very it seemed very it's, straightforward. It's fairly general. But but usually. at this at the same time, I was like, maybe I just don't know what technical is anymore. Yeah. Um, but I asked him. He said, "Yeah, you know, uh, made perfect sense." So it, it was about what I expected. I I knew going in that, for example, they don't show breakdowns or anything like yeah. that. Um, you don't even get to like put snazzy music on, or yeah. it's not like cutting a demo reel. Yeah, it's which, harder. It's harder to cut your academy reel than it is to cut your demo right. Reel. Which I think is uh, my guess is that's exactly the point because yeah. you can make a really snazzy reel for not very snazzy effects and tip the balance that way and they don't want you doing that so um you're you're literally only allowed to present the shots as they appeared in the final movie right with With the audio cuts you can't even fade yeah Yeah. Yeah. but i was i was surprised at how um how how well that still worked in terms of being able to judge the work like they get up for the 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 you know, a, a supervisor or whoever. I think it was generally supervisor. The they supervisor get up. is generally the president, the one who presented. Yeah. The, the the protocol was broken. Cameron did two things famously. Mm. One, he presented Titanic, which the director never comes to present. It's the visual effects supervisor. So that right there was weird. But Jim did have the visual, the visual exactly. effects. Exactly. It's mm. like, and then and then he uh, and then it, there was the red light. And story. then he unscrewed the red light. Yeah. Um, but it's always the, it's the visual effects supervisor is the one who does the presentation. So they you're saying up, it doesn't take much away from it. They, no, uh, surprisingly, they they. I mean, I would love to see breakdowns just because I dig that shit. But um, they get up for five minutes and they say, here's what we did. Here's why what you're about to see is really neat. Aside from just being really neat, here's why it's amazing and we deserve a nomination for it. And then they show it. And I was surprised at how useful that was. Even, you know, the movies I'd seen and I'd been impressed. But then having had them explain it, I'm watching and going, wow, this is actually really good work. This is better work than I realized it was, even if I've already seen the movie. And that's part of it is you want, you know, is is you want to... Everyone, especially it's just a room full of everyone in the visual effects industry. So everyone's so jaded. Right. And often people will make, you know, even we will make assumptions about how something was done and it wasn't. You right. know, like Skyfall, they went out of their way to go, that's a real train. Yeah. That's not a miniature and that's not CG. That's a full scale train that we crashing crashed. through a station. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eddie, what about you? Is this everything that you hoped it would be? And yeah, more, no, or? I, I really dug it. It's, it's, um, you know, I, as everyone here who has frantically gotten a call from me going, I need titles, uh, <laughs> knows. They Hi, know, my name is Teague. They know that they know that I'm, I'm not 
uh, I don't lean, have, my skill set doesn't lean too hard in the visual effects side of things, but it's a field I've always had a lot of respect for, always very interested in. I used to read, I used to have a subscription to Cinefix and used to follow pretty regularly. Um, so for me, it was, it was quite interesting. And honestly, Trey's advocated it for so many years to the point where it's like, all right, uh, he <laughs> just to shut me up. He said, <laughs> yeah, just to spite you. No, he, he sent out the tweet earlier in the day that he was going and then he sent me the address. And I'm like, that is literally walking distance from the show that I'm working on now. I'm an and asshole. If I don't go, it, it's kind of, yeah, kind of stars are aligned. And I just called my wife and I'm like, you're watching the kid. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I'm going to the Oscar. How's I'm, your marriage doing Eddie? No, totally. <laughs> Dude, she owes me. She's she's had so many dance things this year. It's ridiculous. Um, cool. So uh, so yeah. So it all worked out as long as we can agree on that. Yeah. There's exactly. a little glimpse into the home life of the Dodie. No, like, no. It's just Dude. it's it's all no. She was happy for me to go. She wanted me to go. It's all very. It's all just like you don't just want to be like oh by the way I'm here. Uh, well, great. Your son is vomiting blood. You know you don't want it to be. I don't. I don't know if the diff audience cares, but baby the baby Dodie is no more, and now it's toddler the toddler yeah, Dodie. Yeah. He walks and he talks. He walks and he talks. What he is happening? And, and, and basic notions. Make him and, stop. Lodge. Oh, trust freaky. me, we're trying. We're trying. We're we're trying to b- bound his feet and everything. Um, anyway, so you hove on over to the theater. Hove over on the theater. <laughs> really enjoyed it. It's just and also for just like a film history nerd like I am, who just just gets drunk on the history of cinema. What a great building! And uh, yeah. I where is it taking place at? At the Academy. <laughs> at the Academy on Wilshire. Like it's no shit. Academy and, Theater. The Academy Theater on Wilshire, and it's uh it, it's and they're doing the uh, Kubrick exhibit there right now. Yeah. Which, yeah. By so the way, they just happen out. to have Kubrick's first special category. Uh, visual effects Oscar from 2001 just in a glass jar they yeah. just happen to have script notes from Paths of Glory yeah because why not the like, actual transparencies of the moon shuttle and the uh, the screens from 2001 yeah, right. Space all the house screens are on there it's oh like, that's yeah, cool it's, right it's pretty it awesome was, uh, it was damn pretty, that's cool uh, but it was, it was what you thought it'd be. It was a Hollywood event. It was, it was, yeah. And it was really, it's, you know, I remember seeing Kevin Smith speak at that theater back in 2000 and going, eh, this is fun, but this doesn't quite seem right. And, uh, <laughs> but this felt right. This felt very much. Smith you know, getting up there and talking about his sex life with his wife in that theater. Is yeah. a little, no, literally <laughs> that's, when, that's when, when, Smith, right. when yeah. Smith got out there, Jen comes out with, with baby Harley Quinn, who was literally like six months old at the time, walks him out, gives him a hugs and kiss. Everybody goes, ah, and he's like, Hey, that's the girl I fucked to get that baby. Like it's, you know, yeah. dude, just the did, Academy theater. I know. Yeah. Jeez. Kevin Smith pissing Some on decorum. the corner of Hollywood nightly. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. regardless, but, uh, it, Anyways, no, it, it was very educational for me. It was very interesting. It was, I'm glad I got to sit next to Trey during it because I could be like, like <laughs> you were cribbing off my notes I, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was kinda, I, was right looking, I was looking at the notes. I mean, I had my own opinions and I, but I understand that my opinion is probably not as informed or educated. So it's always interesting to see sort of what impresses me on sort of a, um, you know, a, a slightly higher educated layman to the field than versus people who do this for a living. So it was, it was cool that way. VFX brown belt. Not even, dude, like yellow belt. <laughs> yeah, VFX <laughs> yellow belt. Fair VFX enough. yellow belt. Straight well, up. There you go. Trey, what were the 10 movies? The 10 movies this year. And and, and as always, uh, even with a 10, 10, uh, 10 movie slate, we had some interesting omissions that we might mm. want to discuss. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, they they hand you this uh, piece of paper as you walk in, and uh, you know, which everyone refers to all through the night. Like, how many goddamn more of these do we have to sift through? <laughs> how how, long, is, actually how long is the night? It's a, well, about three hours. Three hours. Three, three hours because it's it's a five minute presentation. It's a ten uh, minute reel. A ten minute reel, and then it's a three minute follow up. So it's eighteen eight times ten. Eight times ten. Yeah, eighteen. And then hours. there's you know coming and going off the screen, you know, up and down off the stage. One hundred eighty minutes. And, and sometimes people will go 
over by a little bit, yeah. you know. I was su- I was surprised that it didn't Most feel long. Yeah. To me, to they, me at least, it didn't. They feel... They move it along as as tightly as they. Possibly it was pretty can. tight. There was like as soon as someone was coming off the stage, someone yeah, was already were, on the they, way. I up. mean, that's that's yeah. the one thing they focus on. So you get a little piece of paper which I brought with me, and uh, you have the ten finalists on it, which um, are actually it was one of the things that they mentioned this year that was uh, a new thing that came up. Um, they they the order is determined by lot. They literally claim that they draw lots out of a you know out of a out of a hat although they made the point that they this did year make this year was this year was not completely random because they had to consult with the projectionists because of the different, hfr yeah all the different variations of 3d and hfr and everything else that and they there were still a film ha- having uh, uh one film actually was being projected yes, on film there was, so it was a matter of okay we'll get to that in a sec too. HFR so there. so it's a semi-random order uh in conjunction with the projectionists this year and the the 10 finalists are uh life of pi Marvel's The Avengers, that's the full name, uh, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, Skyfall, The Dark Knight Rises, Snow White and the Huntsman, The Amazing Spider-Man, Cloud Atlas, John Carter, and Prometheus. Um, I think the most notable one omission, I would say, uh, and again, we're only judging by the category that we're talking about, yeah. um, I think uh, I think Battleship should have been there instead of that Spider-Man movie. Uh, was spy- oh, wow. Yeah, Battleship. you're right. Battleship had some... Yeah. That was part of we're the talking that, just effects now. Yeah, yeah. we're not talking <laughs> the movie. That was. I mean, we all had our negative reactions to Battleship, except for me. But I was drunk. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was. I fun. thought Battleship. I, um, I thought Battleship was dumber than a sack of hammers. Oh, was, but what? But that was what really had. killed Ryan about it because Ryan was also killed by Battleship, and his thing was, and it's perfect. All the effects yeah. are outstanding. Yeah. I, f- yeah. it, you know, it's you know, it wrenches your soul. It's a coffee and bagels movie with a budget yeah. of like nine hundred million dollars. I'll also I'll also put out there. To me, I was surprised, and and same caveat. Mm-hmm. Just talking about the movie. I was surprised by the omission of Total Recall as well. Fair Total enough. Recall had oh, a lot yeah, of I didn't really even great work, that, but that's a good. Yeah, um, and I was and I was really surprised that that didn't get a nod. Like ten, we're at the point where ten is not enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and other things. Um, one of the things that we can talk about the general thing about it is this visual effects. Even though it's called visual effects as a category, it does include special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference is that special effects are things that happen for real on the set, real explosions something on a gimbal a giant tank full of water that you flood the set with anything actually photographed anything like you know, giant the, train in the, in the giant train crashing through a station pyro um, etc etc that, that is lumped together <laughs> and one of the and one of the things that they they often underscore is they they want to see both mm. they, so so that's why you don't see generally uh, in the in the bake-off a film like Ted um, mm. will never make the cut because while it's a beautiful piece of work of character animation it's only that right. and doesn't have really any other branches of, of the discipline represented in it. So that, so it tends to, in the bake-off, you tend to see these big blockbuster omnibus movies that have all these different kinds of effects all mixed into them. So, so you know, it always, almost always is that kind of thing. So The first one's Life of Pi, right? Life of Pi. Life of Pi, which, which I, I saw the trailer had, and went, that's nominated. Yeah, which I had, I still have not seen. I, I had, huh. you know, I've only seen, only seen the, the reel that we saw, mm-hmm. um, but that was right up, uh, right up front. Um, Has anyone seen it? No. I finally saw it. Good, I'm, bad? I mean, in a sentence? Well, uh, it's the book, right? It's the book. Yeah. And if you know the book, then you know the case. Essentially, I, I don't want to spoil anything because the thing is, is that for the first two thirds of the movie, you're into it. Like it's, it's, 
it's compelling and and the visual effects work which we'll talk about in a second is amazing it does a thing at the end that makes you want to punch everything uh or it'll make you it'll it'll work for you and you'll just cry for a week uh for me i wanted to punch everything i still kind of get mad when i think about it and i don't want to say much more beyond that if you really get motivated look at the book spoilers and it's essentially the book cool so how are the uh, vfx guys amazing yeah yeah really right out of the gate it was like you know to open with that one was kind of like good night everybody <laughs> yeah uh, it was it was really quite something and it was exactly what you were saying earlier uh, where the fact that you look at something and go oh, okay they probably did it this way and they come up and go no we actually did it this way that way and that way and everybody everyone went everybody what? in the room really? yeah there was a physical reaction of wait what did you do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was right. that was very palpable. And one of the and one of the things is why it's why it's always interesting to go to the Bake Off because of course the people that you're they have they have the seating in the center is is reserved for Academy members only. So everyone in the center section is an actual Academy member. They will be voting on who's going to get an Oscar nomination that very night. Is what's going to happen? So gauging how the crowd reacts to things mm-hmm. is a really good clue. You actually do get some something of a sense of. They're really not loving this, or wow, they're really impressed by this. You know, you or whether they react to the real. You know, if they even if they just go, <gasps> you know, or woo, or you know, you like this is like any other theater audience, a jaded one, but even they can be impressed and or you know surprised by something. You talked about seeing headaches happen for the Scott Pilgrim reel. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like watching the people go. Exactly, oh, stop, I knew stop, I knew stop, Scott stop. Pilgrim was out of the running as soon as the reel was over because everyone's like pinching the bridge of their just, nose like Ow. we just hated that reel we just hated 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 it um and uh, and so so life of pi was you know i knowing nothing about it, i knew nothing i knew it was a title right. i know nothing about it didn't see a trailer life of pi i have no idea is, is that that movie about the kid that turns into a plant i don't know what it is <laughs> um so it's about you know it's about this you know guy on a lifeboat with a freaking zebra and a hyena and a orangutan and a tiger and everything except nothing except the kid and the boat is real. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it sounds like it's mind boggling. It's, it sounds like someone put that lateral thinking puzzle on film. How do you get the goat? Yeah. Know, yeah. Across the river with, you know, so I, I still have no clue what the hell that movie's about. I haven't seen the movie, but <laughs> damn. So yeah. what, what are we damning about? The yeah. fixer, the, the, the creature animation yeah. is and, and creation is, is an amazing. Um, and it's, just, you know, of course it's an example of, of how things have come, you know, cause 12 years ago, we managed to have articulated bugs that look like giant action figures with hard surfaces. And everyone went, wow, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You know, no one had cracked the mystery of fur yet, you know, and now we've got not only do we have a tiger who holds up in close up, we, you know, we have he's a tiger in the rain, a tiger swimming, a tiger in a pool of water thrashing around. And it's all completely mind boggling. I was even even before the even before the tiger really showed up in the reel, there were the shots with the other animals. Yeah. And there's there's one shot with the. um it's like the hyena is trying to get its footing and stuff like yeah. that, and it's scrabbling yeah. around Insane. and stuff. And I'm I'm looking at it and going, I can't like, just 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 like we talked about. I'm watching it and going, I cannot believe that's digital. Yeah, I can't. Like I'm watching it and thinking, this is a split screen, like they do in you know, uh, uh um the zookeeper and stuff like that. Like right. these were real animals and they were just split yeah. together somehow. Yeah, yeah. Second like unit that. shot, 12 days of a tiger sitting there doing stuff. And yeah. They, and, and it's nice comp work, you know, yeah. but no, no, no. Yeah. 86% of the shots of the tiger were a hundred percent digital. Yeah. Damn. They also, the other statistic that stood out to me that was really, really impressive. The guy said, um, and there's a lot to be impressed about. I, he said it before the reel, and then I once I saw the reel, I understood why. He said there were more points of articulation in the pause. He's like than there were in some of like whole characters I've done in the past. And I thought at first when he said that, I'm like that seems very arbitrary. But it's actually a pretty big 
uh, plot point in in the uh, movie the fact that he's on this lifeboat with this tiger and it's half the uh, boat is covered in canvas because you know that's how they get stored oh I see and the tiger can't climb up to get at him because his claws sink into the canvas and that's what separates them until they become friends uh, but that's what separates Spoiler. them and the fact so his that his has to be able to do a lot of weird shapes and, and yeah. that's not like imagine a tiger like, like yeah, a cat right. trying and to grab not, onto something it's not communicated with dialogue it's not like oh thank god for this canvas because no it's like there's a shot in the reel where you see the tiger frantically trying to scramble up there and how it's it, the the claws individually pop in and out and you see the reaction on the tiger's face it's it's uh, it's absolutely breathtaking to say nothing of match moving an ocean yeah you know yeah. i'm not an i'm not a rigger but i've animated before and foot rigs can get really complicated so yeah. i'm not surprised that it was complicated mm-hmm. i am surprised at how complicated it was right. yeah. but it makes sense but yeah and shit. it was all shot in a tank like all you shot, said no, I, ocean. Or, no or, never went to the real ocean ever right it's mostly in a tank or sometimes just a boat on a on green a stage yeah. on a gimbal yeah, yeah. the other, the other thing that was um uh, and, and this sounded impressive to me, and so I'm curious to see how impressive it sounded to you, but they said that they had to do wet fur. Yeah. And yeah. specifically specifically with a tiger, a tiger's body structure is very interesting. That's incredibly muscular, but the subdermal layer and then the fur create this kind of thick padding that kind of almost hangs loose on a tiger. So what he said they did was they created from the inside out, created a very strong musculature model, and then did a cloth simulation. Yeah. Yeah. And then fur on top of that. That's to me. That sounded impressive as hell. That's how you know. do it. It Which, takes forever. Yeah. He, he said. He said something along the lines of, "Yeah, we essentially just built the tiger. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. physically. Yeah, just made we the just, tiger. You know, from inside out, we build the skeleton, and then the like well, that said, came up. That came up a little later in the Hobbit too. They talked yeah. about how they rebuilt. You know, Gollum is not like they didn't pull the, the Gollum model out of the digital vault from ten years ago. They built a new Gollum right. with all the advances in oh, the technology. Shows, man. And yeah. uh, and and they talked about how I guess I guess we can sort of draw the analogy that computer power and, and software and everything is at the point where you're not like let's make a thing digitally that sort of approximates what a body does now you're basically just creating a simulated body right. yeah. with musculature that responds like muscles and doesn't you know as opposed to like making something that looks like it looks like muscles now you just sort of are making muscles that yeah. are that are functional i remember when that was the the first time i heard about that was it was the nascent technology and i think jurassic park 3 was the first time that no. they actually built the creature from the inside out but right. now that's yeah, yeah. now you actually can simulate muscles moving and then simulate skin moving over muscles yeah just like real life. So where do you put the odds on uh, Life of Pi for this one? Uh, this, we're, we're, try, we're, we're taking 10 and picking 7 out of it or 5? 5. 5. Cutting it down to 5. In terms of uh, nomination? In terms of nomination, I it's, think it's a, I think it's a lock. Lots of shoe in there. Um, yep. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also one other thing about Life of Pi that, that, that separates it from really every other one of them is it's different and beautiful and and it's visual effects but visual effects that are being used in a very lyrical gorgeous right, yes. way as a, yes very yes. it's beautiful and it, it it you know and like they say they always want to want to underscore that they should enhance the film it should be part of the whole package of what the film is mm-hmm. and it absolutely is that you know the the beauty and the frightening and you know everything just it's life of pie is one cohesive awesome thing from what i've seen of 10 minutes yeah. of it it's the, and i don't even know the rest of it yeah, it's, but wow it's a beautiful looking movie but it's the it's it's essentially of of all the ones listed and, and i guess you could uh, make an argument for skyfall but it, it's essentially the only one that's not or I, actually even skyfall it's the only one that's not action fantasy or sci-fi right yeah. it's the, and it's yeah. and and as um uh, david strapinis friend of the show said on twitter he was like that's that makes it very good odds for 
actually winning because yeah. that's the yeah. one that the old white men in yep. the academy outside of VFX are most likely to go. Yeah. That's why it's my pick. That's, there's two. Yeah, there's two. There's two ways it goes. Most of the time, ninety percent of the time, it's the biggest box office winner mm-hmm. because now we we need to take a step back and talk about this is how films get nominated, but films win. Because everybody in the Academy votes on every category. Mm. So what you have is George Clooney is presumably somewhere filling out a ballot right now or will be next week going, let's see who had the best sound design. Now, we don't know how much George Clooney knows about sound design or how much the visual effects people know about sound design. But still, they're the ones who are voting for it. So as Mike has pointed out many times, often people who that's not their field will best will equal most. Yeah. Like, well, there was a whole lot of explosions in Saving Private Ryan. So I guess that was the best sound design. Check. Boom. Winner. Here's your Oscar. And and here's the thing. George Clooney may not know a lot, but he probably knows more than your out of work actor friend who still gets to vote. Yeah. Yeah, Who who hasn't done a movie in 20 years. Exactly. So his vote counts just as much. Exactly. So. So. So and that's democracy. And it just democracy. Work. It's, it's, really, it's really not for us. Uh, it's really not. So so and this is uh, this is why I, I like to point out that's why people say it's an honor to be nominated because you got the nomination from people who do the same thing you do and understand what you did, but the winning is a little bit more of a crapshoot. It's idiocracy. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. It's, so it's, so so the thing is usually especially in visual effects because who the hell knows what goes into visual effects except for visual effects artists, you know usually the visual effects Oscar goes to the biggest loudest most expensive most popular movie of the year when we were nominated for starship troopers you know phil that was announced and phil gave it you know i was still working at tippet studio at the time uh, we were nominated for starship troopers and everyone went yay we did a year and a half of our lives and we're nominated for an oscar and phil goes yeah but titanic's gonna win um, and he was right, and he's seen that happen many times. Phil's been nominated, and whenever he's won, it's because he, you know, it's because he was a made. He did Return of the Jedi, not because he did Dragonheart. So, so it's a meritocracy to get nominated, and a democracy. And it's to win. a, it's yeah. a no, it's and it's purely an idiocracy, a, an idiocracy said, yeah. to get to win. <laughs> the one, the, the few times, the few times, and I'm actually agreeing with Dave Strapinis on this. The very few exceptions are to that rule are when the visual effects nominee is so clearly different and unusual and we haven't seen people do that so much with visual effects every every time there's been an upset and the and the most popular or one of the most popular movies of the years didn't win the visual effects award it's because it was so striking and shocking and wow that's amazing um Can you think of an example what dreams may come Ah. What dreams may come was that was a major upset, yeah, like yeah. you know, because it was like, wow, that's not just you know what we think of as visual effects. It's not a flying DeLorean. It's a whole other thing. And of 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 the whole of all the categories of all the potential nominees, Life of Pi this year is the only one. Um, I think I think the the winner will you know the winner will be. My money is always on who made the most money this year or what was the most biggest movie that everyone is aware of. Oh. That's the money I always put it on. If there's going to be an upset, I say Life of Pi is going to be the upset. For the win. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I will say one more thing about Life of Pi that's not essentially related, but this is the first time that I they, – they presented it in 3D. And this is actually the first time I've watched footage in 3D and thought this would not be the same experience in right. 2D. Yeah. Hmm. It was a really – it was actually a really good creative – very taking taking full advantage of the 3D, which doesn't really without being gimmicky, and we'll yeah. get to Spider Man in a second. Which, which doesn't really surprise <laughs> me because Ang Lee is is yeah. that's what he does. I mean, he if he if he thinks I'm going to do something in this way, then he commits to it for better or worse. But I mean, you look at Hulk, and he committed to that comic book thing, yeah. you know, and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it doesn't surprise me that when he committed to 3D, he decided made the to best push, of it. he made the best of it and pushed the envelope as much as he could and it shows and it actually makes me interested in seeing the movie in 3D yeah. mm-hmm. what's uh, what's next
next? Marvel's The Avengers, and this is kind of interesting because I believe now. Now a, we all we all came out of this. Thing? I haven't one, heard of that. One thing we yeah, it was it was kind of a kind of a big movie. Last it's a Dogma ninety five film. Um, oh, now okay. now, here, now here's where we're gonna here's where that would have been badass <laughs> if they'd done it that way. Exactly. Here's where we're gonna upset the apple cart because what's interesting is all of us except Fatigue all went there and we all without we had a little conversations afterwards, but not not extensively. We all sort of posted on Twitter our what we thought the final five yeah, were without and we and it. we agree on four out of five yeah. except for our fifth one is is up for grabs um but one of the things we all agree on is none of us thinks avengers is gonna make it nope. yeah. wow why yeah because we've every, seen all that shit yeah because yeah. it's transformers was, it was it's beautifully done and it's like i i've seen a transformers reel every year and this was a transformers reel with the transformers cut out for some reason yeah. mm-hmm. but otherwise it's like oh another city being destroyed by giant roving mechanical monsters with thousands of moving parts and things exploding and flying machines and let me guess yeah. computers all, all done yeah. very well it's, yeah. it's it's fun all done nicely it's, it's absolutely good. great work but there's nothing stand out about it right. in terms of the greater context the greater yeah. context and yeah. in terms of the Academy Awards, right? Yeah. So not so not so much for the Avengers. Not just, really. Yeah, it was, just, I, and I was I was surprised to re- to find myself feeling that way. Yeah. But you know, I was like, yes, this is a perfectly entertaining series of visual effect shots that are flawless to look at and stuff. And wow, it when you see it just presented that way, out of the context of the greater movie, which is you know its own thing, it's like, yeah, this is all perfectly good work. Right. It's interesting how. The Avengers, it all the more underscores that the Avengers is a movie that is a good movie that happens to have lots of visual effects. It's not just because it has awesome visual effects that makes the Avengers what it is. Was there anything interesting in the presentation for Avengers? The only thing that really stood out to me for that was uh, the fact, I mean, a lot of the discussion, a lot of the real focus on the Hulk, obviously. Oh, yeah, the Hulk was good. One thing that they said that was kind of like, oh, okay, it was they were very, they talked extensively about the number of reference photos of of Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo that they had to take, including yeah. inside of his mouth and stuff like that. And then they There's made- There's a stripper too, wasn't there? there was, yeah, yeah, Green Steve. We'll get to that yeah, in a second. I thought uh, that was a joke. I yeah, saw I saw an that, article yeah. about that in a tabloid and I thought they were just doing like a Bat Boy thing where they just made some shit yeah. up. No, that's, that's for real. For real. It, yeah. it sounds like an Onion article. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. Finish your point. Well, no, so, so they took a lot of, and then they made, and I found this was an interesting choice, but it screamed more Whedon than visual effects team the fact that they they created a digital ruffalo first uh, and they didn't start work on the hulk until they were satisfied with ruffalo so that way when they did the transition shots from ruffalo to hulk it made the most sense um and also so they, they made their own reference yeah they made their and and they, they also they knew they had gotten mark ruffalo right yeah once they right. got mark ruffalo right then they're like okay let's just make him big and green now now let's hulk him yeah Let, let's let's hulk the fuck out of him and then um and they just talk about personality they obviously the the standout sequence at the end where it's sort of the connective tissue shot of tracking everybody they talked a little bit about that but and then obviously green steve was the uh uh, so yeah, that, okay. they did make so, they did also make the point like you said in terms of trying to promote live stuff they made yes. the point that pretty much anytime you see someone running from an explosion yeah. they are running from an the explosion pyro's real. all the pyros right. real the, pyros the, the cars real. are being thrown up into the air by explosions those are toasters like those, are, those are yeah. those are toaster machines actually floating yeah. the cars yeah. and stuff meanwhile cool. Jeremy Renner never fired a real arrow never fired ever. a real yeah. arrow <laughs> which by the way no it wasn't interesting because I saw that because I saw that I like how they think it's less dangerous for him to run away from an explosion than touch an actual arrow there's a close up shot Legolas never fired a real arrow yeah, on yeah, screen yeah. ever. No, but either. here's the thing. Uh, uh, Orlando Bloom acted like he was firing arrows. Yeah. Right. Jeremy Renner literally does the little kid thing of holding it with your two fingers yeah. and then pulling it back and then letting go. There have been some really fun analysis by professional archers oh about how God. bad an archer Jeremy He's Renner is. He's awful. And, like, and I don't have like a ton of experience. Jennifer Lawrence in Hunger Games has more form than, than, than Jeremy yeah, Renner you, does. Yeah, because I mean, he doesn't, he, does, the, he acts like there's no tension in the string, which there isn't because it's, no it's, it's, it's a gig. It's a gimmick thing. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, you have to draw it. He never draws it. He literally does the little kid thing. He just goes, yeah. yeah. And that, and to me, that's like, well, that's obvious. Like, that wasn't like, 
Okay, it's like yeah. he's pl- it's more like he's plucking a harp or something. Yeah. Right. That he's which right. admittedly is the, the whichever dwarf is uh, the bowman in the Hobbit. I have the same criticism there. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. uh, but moving on, is Green Steve actually running around naked, or do you have like a loincloth on? Presumably, That's the, a yeah, I'm sure he would have a. a well, the mighty need to be a stripper. They could have gotten pants. someone who looks good with their well, shirt. Well, presumably off. he because he was big and muscular and, ah, right. and probably was comfortable. Was all right standing around for 14 hours. Streets in Cleveland and, with, his, and, with no shirt on, and probably to an extent because he would know how to move his body. They yeah. would ask him to do something specific, and he would be more aware of how to do that. Well, the Hulk lap dance scene in the Avengers, I felt really had that's a, a, that's a really fun deleted scene, and I was glad yeah. they glad they showed that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was it was really interesting because I fi- I went in thinking well the Avengers that's a that's a lock, um, and I came out going you know it really didn't didn't grab me when you when no. you look at the visual effects on their own um and I, what, what really surprised me is that every single one of us also felt the same you know it's like me with my jaded perspective you know i go well you think it would be a lock um and yet not and, and it's, it's also stuff that we had literally seen before it's yeah. like wow we've iron seen man looks we've seen great, iron man but, iron man yeah. the first year we saw iron man was like that's awesome but we've seen iron man before we've seen all these things so it has that handicap now i believe uh, uh the avengers is the ilm movie right it's the right. one Ooh. where ilm is the primary house um, they contributed to at least one of these other movies, but but you know it's the only major ILM movie because Battleship didn't even make the cut. That was an ILM, um, and uh, whatever other ones they they did, uh, but they were the lead on uh, did not make the cut this year. So now you have to so you have to now you have to think about the politics because a lot of voting members are in ILM. They work at ILM uh, because that's how you become a member is you get nominated and then you nominate your, you know, your friend and your peers and they have to present reason why they should be in the academy and, and so on. You don't have to necessarily be nominated to, to be in the academy, but you have to be pr- sponsored into the academy by a, on a prior nominee, a prior member. <clears throat> so it just so happens because of that, because ILM was first out of the gate winning lots of visual effects Oscars, that there's a large ILM contingent in the visual effects branch of the academy. So they tend to get in when they get <laughs> well, yeah. a shot at nomination. How has that insularity been a problem before because usually it's like ilm did it it's probably good enough regardless of who votes on it but i wonder if it's that being the case the sort of thing where maybe an ilm movie makes it all the way to the nominations without well the it seems like it could we, well we knew the tide had changed when for reasons that i still cannot you know fathom it still boggles my mind that Revenge of the Sith did not get nominated for a Visual mm. Effects Award. That seemed ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, so n- n- counting the ILM voting block and the fact that everyone else in the Academy is in the in the Visual Effects branch because of Star Wars and it's the last Star Wars movie, how does that not get nominated? I can't fathom how that happened, and yet it did. I'll, I'll take that as evidence then. It's good, it's well, good, good, good one stuff. of the things that it's talking about. You asked about trends. One of the things is ten years ago. ILM was the 900-pound gorilla of the yep. bake-off, always was. This year, they're not necessarily, you know, Weta is coming on strong. Dneg was mentioned a lot. Dneg's doing some amazing work I'm, now. I'm yep. actually, I was ILM thinking. ILM is not necessarily the automatic king of the mountain anymore. I was thinking on the way home how how amazing it is, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad because they do such great work, but that, you know, maybe eight years ago, Dneg was a company, you'd hear their name, yeah. uh, and they would, they would contribute to movies, but now they are... They one are, of the big names. They, they are. are as big as Weta or ILM or, or DD, I think. And Probably Weta, even Weta's a new DD. kid on the block, too, comparatively, yeah. compared to ILM. But, yeah. uh, you know, so, so yeah, so uh, none of us are uh, feeling the Avengers love. Yeah. Interestingly yeah. Enough. I, you know, I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it just now. But, yeah, I didn't. I, I probably would have had the same, had I thought about it, same. Well, of course, the Avengers will get in and be one of the five. Uh, and then I didn't even really give it much thought after no. coming out. Yeah. 
which cool. which is one of the one of the trends also of the past decade and a half was Dennis Muren was early on when I was going starting to go 10 12 years ago Dennis Muren was always nominated for something every year potentially nominated because there, there's four for the folks that are listening at home there's there's four people who are going to be the nominees for a visual effects award it's it's required it can only be four even though sometimes in all fairness it should be 500 people should be nominated <laughs> for the visual because 10 different companies will have worked on it so that right there is political and can be very contentious even sometimes who are those four people when maybe you had seven effects companies, each with their own leader and, you know, yeah, visual effects supervisor, of people. you know, who, who is, who are going to be the four people and who's going to get shut out. That's, that's, that's been a problem from, for decades now. It's the same in editing and TV. Exactly. Well, it's the same, it's the same in visual effects, at least it's the same in just getting credit on the movie. Yeah. So, so you used to see Dennis Muren used to always be a nominee. Whenever ILM, Dennis Muren would have been the head honcho on it. Um, ILM started to diversify, do more projects and do more things. You would start to see other people show up as the lead. Well, Dennis Muren basically said, I have all the Oscars already. Give somebody else a chance. (laughs) Don't make me the nominee this time. Um, And, you know, this year he didn't even attend at all. Now, I understand he's kind of semi-retired now he doesn't really necessarily participate that much it was kind of weird not to see dennis Muren at the bake-off because he's almost always there um so you know the fact that maybe since ilm only had the avengers and not much else they they maybe were a little underrepresented in person this year we didn't really see that many uh ilm people as we might normally have when when ilm has five movies in the in the bake-off this year they only have really the one cool and we're waiting for tea yeah you don't have to wait for me which brings us to the Hobbit. The Hobbit, Hobbit, an unexpected journey. Uh, a totally saw, expected journey, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I am amazed. An asylum film made made the cut. Yeah. I know it's crazy. My buddy, my buddy uh, uh, Joe Lawson. Show. My buddy Joe Lawson directed that movie, uh, the the, the, Hobbit? the Asylum Hobbit. Yeah, that got shut down. Age of the Hobbits. Yeah. Age of the Hobbits. And, he, and he was really excited about it. They flew to like Mongolia or Vietnam or something to film Cambodia. It. Yeah. Cambodia. I feel like the mistake was using the word Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. well, this is a whole other. This is not. This is not unusual. You know, last year they did Ameri- they did battleships, and no. they lost right. that battle too. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's like it, American battleships now, isn't it's it? It's called now American, American warships. American warships. But uh, Mont- <laughs> they tried battleships and that didn't fly either. So they went for American warships. And again, anyone. Who thinks that uh, asylum is like oh darn yeah you know it's like that's <laughs> the whole point quite a bit of press is to get their name in the papers yeah. about their movie age of the hobbits montana joe is a really good man and i feel I, I feel bad for him that his movie got that treatment but good for the asylum i guess i saw the hobbit in 3d hfr over christmas by the way yeah. we'll talk about that some other time as but, did we as did we saw the 10 at the bake-off yeah. um, um and my, we all had my, violently different my reactions. one and only time because i you know, i've only seen the hobbit on a dvd screener that i got from the studio so i, I haven't seen it in theater at all so to go from seeing it on DVD on my computer to, you know, the Academy Theater 3D HFR was like, oh, well, that's a kind of a different experience. Okay. Gollum yeah, blew my mind. My one time, yeah. you know, my one time seeing anything in uh, in HFR yeah. ever was the 10 minutes of The Hobbit I saw the other night. So now you're dealing with multiple trajectories of, of conversation when you're dealing with not only the fact that here's our visual effects law, but you're doubling the number of frames when you go 3D and you're doubling it when you go 48. <laughs> that's why, that's why I think yeah. just so they did that the movie. Top, they did that movie four times. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why four I think times just, more than anyone else's movie. They did that. They did that movie four times. They did it more like, you know, uh, eight times because they also did it. I think at full 4k resolution. Do, Good actually doing God. It. So, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like it should win a special Oscar for, on-set script supervising spreadsheet excellence because yeah. the the amount of math that goes into and just and just I mean hitting marks and doing everything over again and yeah like you said they filmed it four times and had I mean it's just I, th- I but I God. think just just the 3D HFR aspect 
love it or hate it, you know, like you said, we, we yeah. all have very different reactions. I think that alone is probably going to lock it for the nomination yeah. just because right. it's like fucking good work get, making that happen. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. just 3D. And yeah. More more than doubles the workload in terms yeah. of visual effects the, because as as a few years ago when 3D movies were suddenly back in the Bake Off and we were, you know, had to get our glasses and put them on and suddenly we're seeing like four, <laughs> four and five 3D movies in the Bake Off. Um, very early on, probably the first year that suddenly 3D was, was a big thing again. Um, one of the visual effects supervisors pointed out, because I've never dealt in 3D. I mean, obviously Mike uh, knows a lot more about it, but, but one of the things that as a person who hasn't dealt with 3D much made me kind of go, oh, okay, that I get that. I understand that. Um, he talked about how, hey, you know, in visual effects, you've got a shot you're working on. Um, there's a section that isn't quite working. You just make it kind of blurry and dark. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just did my first gig in 3D in over 3D, the holiday. you cannot do it's, that. It's a big pain in the ass. Like, the first half of the gig, they were like, we're going to get as far as we can doing all of the work, comp included, in 3D on cards, just because it's easier to do that than it is to do the split comp with the split render underneath yeah. it. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. Well, yeah, just, yeah. I mean... I'd I rather mean, do conversions. Skipping it, yeah, yeah, that, well, a lot of people would, which right. is why, but the, the um, you know, skipping ahead, for example, to Prometheus, right. the, you know, the, what, stri- what strikes me as a really good example when I'm, when I'm explaining the challenges, <laughs> it's like, you look at, there's that shot where David is kind of rolling the earth around in his hand in that, in that hologram, in a regular regular movie you can just fudge that you can you can say there's you know you you scale it to to where it should be and you kind of animate it it's in his hands guys it's in his hands it works in stereo you have to know where his hands are it has to be the right scale it has to move appropriately because there's no fudging that right um you can't you can't fake anything everything has to be exactly where it actually is um and and that that eliminates so many tricks that you could get away with and bringing that back to the hobbit that's they they talked about they could no longer do um you know they could no longer really do miniatures because of because of those kinds of scaling tricks uh no longer fly they couldn't do in-camera force perspective the way they did with lord of the rings because you can't force perspective like that (laughs) you're seeing the real perspective now so they had to do they had to do a whole thing which is fast actually fascinating to me where they 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 would they shot instead of shooting you know once on on the the hobbit size set that that you know is correct for for hobbits and then a a second time for gandalf where everything is scaled down but but you know matching the camera they shot those simultaneously Mm. so so the hobbit uh, you know martin freeman and the dwarves are in the real bag end set that that is properly scaled for them and then on another stage no way gandalf is standing around on a scaled down green screen set with a a slaved motion control camera that that is is slave to the, the so they're they're shooting it on stage with in the proper set and then the other camera is slaved to that but also scaling it down in real time so they're they're doing the scene simultaneously yeah. on two different stages and they're, and in they're look, stereo and they're looking at a live award? and they're looking at a live comp of that on their monitor yes. as they're doing it well that's a that's you know, if you could write your perfect sci-fi utopia way to shoot the Hobbit, that's yes, it. Yes. But B, holy yeah. Shit. And yeah. and and finding out about that also they shot is, the trolls that way too. Yeah. The trolls are mocapping on their on their stage, but they are interacting in real time with the with the dwarves. Did they mention the how Hobbit. far apart the stages were? Like could no. could but Ian they, McKellen they, hear them, or did he have he, to? They, have they, they, they had earwigs and monitors going, and, and wow. which which explained to me even blocking becomes a pain. In I the understood, yes, and 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 I understood because there was a story, just a little, you know, one of those blurbs um but there was a, a blurb about how ian mckellen 
basically had a breakdown. He had like a, an emotional <laughs> breakdown shooting The Hobbit because because he was alone. Yeah. He was alone on a green screen stage just looking at little like marks on, on cardboard and yeah. he mm. like he, he was broke. Always, he was always the visual effect. Yeah. Who, who would get put in later. So he so uh, because everyone else was on another stage. And he, he got lonely. Himself. And he got lonely and he just like at one point he just broke down in tears being like this is not why I became an actor. <laughs> yeah. and, and I didn't I didn't understand that until I found out about the slave motion control thing I didn't get that because I'm like well he's dealt with green screen before no this is yeah, an entirely no. different it's, it's all a different of your animal. scenes you're doing in a green this room like by yourself astronaut yeah. training on a green screen yeah exactly. it totally is the one line that the that the gentleman said in the presentation that that just it, you can just tell it like quadrupled everything you heard he was like and also Peter likes to change his mind a lot yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which if you've seen any making of you know that that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's not only that man. what blew me away was uh, the white orc Argo Ar- uh, Azog Azog, Azog. Azog. Uh, I don't want to say Argo uh, Azog was apparently late. a late addition to the story yeah yeah which kind of blew my mind well, considering he looked really good well yeah. i'm sure the reason for that is that they decided to go three movies after principal and they needed to put a beat at the end is the padding when hobbit went from two to three movies Azog is yeah, the padding. Azog. Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to get smog at the end of the first he's, one, he's right? the bad guy yeah. in the forest at the end he's not the big fat troll right no that's the goblin king okay yeah he's the Azog, and he's not done yet obviously we didn't defeat him yet so i'm sure he'll be back right he's the one with the with the arm yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. that uh, scary face guy yeah, exactly. the pale orc which, the yeah the pale orc. orc which a lot of people have been have been in, in the forum our forum a lot of people have been saying he didn't look very good I, I thought he, was, I he looked amazing. the orc or the goblin king I think king. he looks great both of them look really good yeah, I was I mean, actually really impressed by the goblin king the goblin uh, king is amazing yeah, I couldn't but, stop yeah. looking at his friggin yeah that, that his, old, his, his goiter and his, <laughs> yeah. his, his old turkey sores and his crud <laughs> yeah that's um, yeah it's it's well just to bring it back to the uh, you know the bigger picture yeah Hobbit gonna get the nomination pretty sure pretty sure it's gonna get the nomination yeah yeah Pretty sure. And again, my vote just going by the politics of everything. I also predict it will be the winner because it's mm. the freaking Hobbit. And a, it's the Hobbit. It, it's yeah. a, B, a lot. C, yeah. good. They yeah. will, they D, may, hard new shit. But they may they may do the thing where they're like, well, we gave it to Lord of the Rings, so we'll give yeah. we'll give Hobbit three for for and all that's of them, and but. that's and that may that may knock it down. And that and that to me that's another point, like edging it toward maybe Life of Pi mm-hmm. might might be able to take it because people go, well, you know, just like we did, just like they did with Lord of the Rings last time. It's like, well, there's going to be two more of these. Yeah, we'll give it to them on the third one, like we did last time. They've already won now. Of course, one of the things we should point out, one of the things that's really funny is when if you if you are of the mindset, which you know, I'm sure people who aren't in the visual effects business but are in the Academy voters, if you're in the mindset of we already gave it to them, well, what's really funny is them, in terms of who won the Oscar last time, uh, were the guys who presented Spider-Man this year. Nah. Yep. <laughs> them who won for last last time are not at Weta They're anymore. Weta, yeah. They did Spider-Man this yeah. year. So, you know, it's which like, we'll get to, and that's yeah. that's yeah, an interesting but uh, but the the point is that you know these when you're giving the Oscar to a project the actual humans you're giving it to may vary very widely yeah. you know go, I hate I hate that company it was like well you hate everyone who used to work at that company ten years ago but now they're all in that other movie that you think is great yeah so, so you call the Hobbit a deadlock for now yeah I I can't I can't imagine you know unless yeah. unless it's another like how does Revenge of the Sith not get a nomination how does it not get a nomination yeah. right. how does it not that's two out of five so far yeah and yeah. I will and I will say uh, just one more thing about. So Gollum, of course. Gollum. We were talking about Just, yeah, Gollum alone. Yeah, Gollum yeah. alone. I mean, we were talking on, on Lord of the Rings on our in our you know marathon. Oh, I remember uh, being curious about <laughs> curious about what he would look like now, ten years on. Yeah. And we were going to find out. Oh, dude, what yeah. he looks like. And the the thing is, 
I I thought and I still think he looked pretty much he looks the same outstanding well he looked outstanding 10 years ago yeah, so yeah. it was like what are they going to do how is he going to look now he better looks outstanding with a capital o and well, underlined but because what it is is now in, instead of instead of on a technical level, yeah. like they nailed this, they they long since nailed the skin and, and all that stuff. Yeah. The nuances of the performance are what they've they've developed to the point yeah. that they're bringing it through. I'm buying the, the DVD. I'm, I may never watch The Hobbit again. I'm buying it just, just to the watch the riddle scene yeah. over yeah. over again the and, and the making yeah. of. Well, and, that's what you got the book for too. And, and they like talked about. It. And one of the breakthroughs is just as they you know w- with the with the breakthrough of the the two two stages working simultaneously. The breakthrough with Gollum this time is. They are live mocapping yep. um, Andy Serkis right there, so he and he and and, uh, Martin and, and Martin Freeman are literally just playing the scene together. And what Serkis does right there on the spot is what's driving the animation yeah. of Gollum. Mm-hmm. So, so you know they they of course added on the keyframe afterwards, but yeah, they, they sweeten two him people. As always, but, it's two people on the set that day. Yeah, <laughs> which is just you know it, basically they were already doing that on Planet of the Apes yeah. a couple of years ago, but you know that's it's not how they always you know necessarily did it. For the original Lord of the Rings, they didn't have the technology. Circus would work or work the scene with the actors, but then the actual shot would often be they would he would just step out and they would pantomime that he was there. Yeah. Now he's just he's just there. I'm sure we'll eventually have a conversation or a commentary about the Hobbit proper, but until then, I was Peter Jackson is an indulgent dude. When you say, yeah. "All right, just go yeah. for the three hours, fuck the theatrical <laughs> release," we'll just do extended releases in the theaters. Go, uh, and many of those sequences were too long. I did not mind an iota in the 12 minute long Gollum and him are just yeah. doing riddles scene. Cause I'm just sitting there that's staring great. at the screen, not believing what I'm looking at Yeah, in 48. I mean, it's just, God, that's so much yeah. work. Yeah. And what, what, one and it thing looks outstanding just not to get off on the whole HFR tangent too much, but I would, we, we, we could touch on it briefly. Just right yeah, briefly. I'd like to, I would have been, the prediction I would have made going in was that HFR would reveal the seams in visual effects and make computer generated yeah. characters look yeah. much less real. Yeah, that was my bet. And, and some it, people and have it, said it's that. completely the opposite. At least yeah. for me personally, it was completely the opposite. Gollum, the Goblin King, and to a lesser extent, uh, Azoth, Azog. 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 Azoth. Yeah. Azoth. But yeah. Uh, Gollum and the Goblin King in particular felt so much more real to me, even more real in a sense than. Martin Freeman and the rest <laughs> yeah. of the dwarves. Yeah. Because yeah. they had that BBC 80s video yes. soap opera quality. Yes. Yeah. And so the computer generated characters had that too. Well, but it yeah, really. Made but Martin what, Freeman's just a guy in a costume. Right. But yeah. that's yeah. Goblin King is real. But that's what yeah. that's what makes <laughs> exactly. them. I think that's that's and and on paper, I think that's the 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 um appeal of HFR. It doesn't really appeal to me, but I see where it's appealing right. in the sense that you've got the feeling that you're watching an you know an eighties BBC drama yes. and then these creatures are walking through. Through it. Right. right, and this is like, the best funded Doctor <laughs> Who episode I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like BBC remade Neil Gaiman's Mirror Mask, but with a two zillion dollar budget. Yeah. yeah, and Sam Winston dug into the depths of the earth and actually pulled out demons. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's that's what it because felt. because you're 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 in the mindset that I'm watching live TV right now, so this can't be a digital thing. That's yeah. it's this your, is real. This your is brain happening. fights it. That like yeah. my experience with it was like I would it was like really relaxing and then insanely terrifying yeah. all at once. Like because yeah. there'd be like some beautiful vistas and like some slow movement. I'd be like, oh, this is quite pleasant. I'm really enjoying. Ah! Like <laughs> yeah. it just. All of a sudden, and then the battle scenes, it was almost like, welcome everyone to Monday Night Demon Fight. Right. Because yeah. uh, it, it was- Are I, you ready for some demons? <laughs> yeah. And li- like the little shot, the little shot of like, uh, of when Oakenshield is, is is fighting in, in flashback. I'm like, God, this is amazing. I'm, I want to see Tale of the Tape and scores and everything. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I really, it really felt like I was immersed in the action. But then there were some moments, like when they were talking to the Goblin King, I was just like, no, 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 turn it off, turn it off. No, no, no. This Get is not right. away from me. It's like your you're brain, a five-year-old watching Jurassic Park. Your 
brain understands 35 years of experience of distinguishing fake from reality and and knowing clearly where those lines are and then willfully suspending and then no longer having a choice to suspend that's what it felt like for me and it was really odd and panicky and i it's a I, I'm at turns fascinated and terrified for my son and the reality he's going to grow up in. Oh yeah! If this thing takes hold. One last brief bit about HFR. We had a conversation about it in the forums and off topic, and I don't remember the name of the thread. But how are you going to see the Hobbit? You know, blah 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 blah. Uh, I did anyone else watch the film all the way through in 48 3D? No, I no. Uh, I did because I I'm not super into the Hobbit anyway, so I wanted to. I wasn't saving my first experience kind <laughs> of deal. You weren't expecting to see it twice. Well, you know, it's just yeah. yeah. I, I I like Lord of the Rings a lot, but I don't go back to it that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a, a post in there kind of recounting my experience with the 48. That's a, a, a longer post with my complete thoughts, but the, I was, I was expecting to hate it. Um, because the only precedent I have for that kind of thing, cause I don't game is the true motion, like 60 Hertz or 120 yeah, Hertz right. smearing that TVs do the conversion, the live conversion you see at Best Buy and it makes Pirates of the Caribbean look like shit. Um, and it's not, there's actually a distinction to be drawn between them because mm-hmm. it, it boils down to those things are faking you know, 120 hertz with 360 shutter. It's super smeary. This actually looked just like crisper, uh, faster film because the the shutter angle was calibrated so that it's not smearing. So it, it looked like the true motion to me. I'll just yeah, the, the longer you spend with it, I, I it gets a little bit easier on you. But I was I was taken aback immediately because I I was surprised it didn't look as bad as those TVs. I'm not sure why, but I was. And the only thing when I took away from it is I think Peter Jackson is the only guy who had the clout to make this shit happen and flex nuts and get the technology out there. But he's not necessarily the right filmmaker to start us off because (laughs) he's really like like these huge Brian De Palma shots and he's like racing through things and whip panning and all that. It's really disorienting. Um, Yeah. The point I made in the the thread is uh, trucking forward or backward or dollying or craning is fine. But as soon as you start panning, yes, especially panning on a long lens and that's when you start puking. (laughs) That's when it's like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. In the lower light, environments is where I really found myself fighting it. That's why specifically the Goblin King stuff. And yes, I understand lower light. You actually get more clarity. It doesn't crush the blacks as much. I get all that. But for some reason, and every time we were underground, I was like, turn this off now. <laughs> yeah. So. Make it. I didn't have the, I, I thought I was going to hate it and I didn't. I don't want to yeah. ever see it again. Um, I, I could see it working for like a standing room or a sitting room drama or a documentary or something. But a documentary, question, I would the, love, I would love to documentary see amazing. Yeah. a 3D HFR Baraka. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. Yes. That's the technology for it. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, 56 up, HFR 3D. There you go. Let's do it. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually coming out in a few weeks. I, I happen to see that. I know. I know. We've right. finally determined what 3D HFR is best for. Talking heads. That's yeah. it for. <laughs> so uh, what's next on the list the most there? immersive conversation Skyfall. you'll ever have. Skyfall. I didn't see Skyfall. Yeah, I have not seen it either. It's great. Um, it's I've so seen good. 10 minutes of it. Says, yeah. It's great. Um, Skyfall, every so often a movie like this will make that will be on there. Um, I think one of the earlier uh, Daniel Craig Bonds was, was in the was in the Bake Off a few years ago, whether it was Quantum of Solace or, or Casino Royale. Um, probably Casino Royale because there was a lot of rig removal and, and things like that. Um, James Bond movies always used to tend toward practical effects. That was mm-hmm. one of their main things. And they still do. They still have, you know, keep that keep that alive. The guy, um, the guy kept making that point almost yeah. like he was get, slapping the Hobbit a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, they, they, But they also tried to like score points by going, we didn't have a digital creature. We yeah. have a you know, digital scorpion. First time ever in a Bond film. They, I thought um, it was funny they called it the digital character. Digital character. The first digital character in the <laughs> yeah. Bond film was the <laughs> really, scorpion on scorpion. the back. 
back of his hand. Um, although they did some stuff to uh, yeah, Javier Bardem as well. Yeah. But um, Sky- Skyfall is just one of those ones that's like, okay, good work. Everything looks great. I want to see your whole movie now, but I'm just not feeling the love for uh, for visual effects Oscar in that in this company was is yeah. the short version. Mm-hmm. Although they wrecked a real train, an yeah. actual, and also the uh, the the. The, the whatever they they had a you know they called it a very British term but whatever the the front the, loader the the cat yeah the tractor yeah. the the steam shovel oh the as we river. would call it yeah. yeah the steam shovel tearing a train apart as it's on the train as no. the train is moving and that, again mostly almost all practical almost all practical with yeah. uh, rig removals and everything else and uh, and see and that's why amazing. I think I think that one actually made it into my top five like I think that's gonna be the fifth nomination being, I could be I, wrong I, but I I, I feel agree. like yeah see okay so that I was one like, of your one of your five then. yeah maybe. that was one of my five I feel Everyone like it is going well. to I feel like it is going to be in the top I, f- I feel like there's just enough practicality plus I thought the guy in the room was very charming and he kind of like acknowledged like look we're not you know we don't have a zillion hobbits Corbold. Yeah. Now we should point out that yes, Chris, the Chris Corbold, who is who is up for three different movies this year, and I believe I'm almost convinced that Neil Corbold is a relation and is up yes. for a fourth. Um, Corbold is a perennial now. I believe he does all of Nolan's movies. Yeah. I believe he won last year for Inception uh, or two years ago, whenever Inception was up. So, so you also tend to see that once you are in the club of having won an Oscar, and this mm-hmm. is true in all categories, you tend to get the projects that will get you another nomination the year after that. So Corbold is kind of a, he's a pro now at not. Just just doing visual effects, but being at the visual effects bake off. Right. And uh, we can get into that a little bit later. Cause I think there was a movie that, that I think uh, not as egregiously as, uh, as, um, as uh, Edgar Wright did uh, Edgar Wright's movie, which is Scott about Pilgrim. Scott, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. You know, they blew their, your, that was, Scott Pilgrim was the, your first time at the bake off. Wasn't it kids? Mm-hmm. You don't know how this works. Um, there's another movie that I think blew their yes. politics of the bake off. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we'll get to that movie, but anyway, Corbold. So yeah, Corbold, Corbold had every reason to be charming. He's a lock for something. Right. He's got three movies in the game. <laughs> just, 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 just the law of averages. Yeah. Like yeah. That. No, I just, I felt like he's already having, won one, I having three movies on the short list is definitely going to take the stick out of your ass. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, what do you got to prove after that? You the, know? Scott, Skyfall is the is the basically the fifth one that some people have on their list. Exactly, it's, so it's, it's either Skyfall fifth. or something else. So far, right, we're yeah. all unanimous, but Skyfall is you're the right. outlayer on Skyfall is your I, fifth. Pick. I think I've switched to Skyfall though because yeah. of the oh, level because of the level Ooh. of practicality. I think yes. it's going to get enough. And, that, and that's why more I, so than the Dark Knight Rises, yeah. which we'll get to. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's why I went with it as well because I f- I felt there was a, a a great vibe, a great response yes. in the room to the yeah. practicality there was. of it. Specifically, the yes, this this train was full scale. You could tell the audience. There were, the yeah. they went, there were oh. two there were two yeah. audible scribble, 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 there were two yeah. audible yeah. oh moments like that one was when they said life of pi had several 2000 plus frame yeah. Sh- yeah. Uh, secret yeah. shots right. people were like what the f-? you know and then like two thirds the of their shots were visual effect shots that was like a big moment and then the other big moment was like yeah it's a real train and he said that right up front he's like yeah it's a real train and there was like oh, oh well then <laughs> oh, okay I will sit up in my seat a little yes. taller now Harumph. Mike what was previously your fifth pick my fifth pick, uh, previously to switching over, was actually John Carter, cool. based on what they showed. We'll get there later. Yeah. All right. But so, okay. Well, there you go. Skyfall. Skyfall's in the baby zone. Stand out, but all solid. All you know. You know. It's it, it, you, you know what you got. You get what you get. Was it the maybe with the best response in the room? Of all the maybes. No, well, the biggest response Skyfall got was just uh, the people applauded the, yes, people applauded the Aston Martin, <laughs> but I don't think that was because of visual effects. Yeah. Uh, they did talk about how they, and then a visual, bunch of visual effects helped them back out they, with their they, Hondas. We're at the point now where they they talked about this, where they, you know, you're, you're, there's really no one who who can afford 
to destroy a real Aston Martin anymore. So destroying the Aston Martin was visual effects. Did he say they blew up an old Porsche and then just kind of digitally turned it into Yeah, the they Aston turned it into an Aston Martin. They're like, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't let us do it. You can blow up a Porsche like anytime you want, but the, <laughs> those Aston Martins, they're too pricey. Even Bond can't afford to destroy one anymore. And that was like, and that is it just me? Because like in the show reel for Skyfall, the moment where he opens his garage door That's and there's saying. an Aston Martin. Is, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that right. get a plug. Oh, yeah, so so yeah. it tells you there's love for James Bond. I'm not sure if that translates to love for the visual effects in the there, James Bond there movie. Couple moments in that reel that were like, I'm. I think this is just fun. I don't think there's an effect happening here. Like, yeah, was a yeah people. Uh, uh, they they applauded the uh, the old Scottish man who I'm. I'm convinced was supposed to be a Sean Connery cameo, but uh, he, 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 you know, he blows some guy away because I guess they're so showing him to Scotland price. and says, "Welcome to Scotland," and everyone just kind of applauds. I'm like, it's like we're watching the movie. Yeah, we're watching like a best of the he, movie. Bitch, he behind you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is, you know, one of the things it's also a handicap and also very difficult, and uh, certainly one of the movies we're getting to is kind of we'll talk about it more. But you only have ten minutes. I mean, I remember ten years ago going to the Bake Off. And you had 15 minutes. Some reels weren't 15 minutes long because they literally right. didn't have 15 minutes of visual effects to show. There wasn't that much visual effects in the movie, but it was nominated. Now it's like the choice of what 10 minutes do we put? Which 10 out of all 120? Exactly. Of the entire movie do we do we show? I mean, you literally could lift any 10-minute segment of The Hobbit and go, okay, there. That That's our that's our reel. Um, or, and most of these movies. Skyfall has the luxury of being able to actually show you a bit of the movie right. and and have a reel that's more flowing because you could act, they actually can afford to like, we don't have that many effect shots, so we can actually have a little moment of a character moment where the reel itself is fun and entertaining to watch. So, so that's indica- indica- indicative of you didn't really have that many visual effects going on as right. compared to some of these other movies. What comes after Skyfall? Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. How'd that uh, go? I'm really curious about that one. Well, I'm on record as I'm not a big fan of that movie. Um, so again, we're talking about Justice visual effects, and it is my fifth one. I, I think Dark Knight Rises. And again, isn't it kind of crazy? I think more so than the Avengers even, that in this entire room, only one of us even thinks the Dark Knight Rises is going to get nominated for yeah, a visual yeah. effects Oscar. Um, what kind of VFX are we talking about? Like the football scene? What else? Rig removal. A lot oh, of rig removal. Rig the, bat the, is, the, the bat the is uh, partly practical on a rig. It's partly yeah. digital. Um, you know, all the big uh, destroying all the bridges and blowing everything up. They, oh, yeah, they yeah. built a life-size bat and then had them on a... On had a, it on like a crane arm. Basically. Had it on yeah, a crane yeah. and they actually like, flew it around and rig screen. removal. With with cameras uh, on it to get reference as it moved, you sure. know, behind it, the camera, oh, yeah. the cameras behind it, it in the plate mobile, they actually as always and they flipped you know all the mostly most, a, lar- a large part of the you know the tumbler stunts were mm-hmm. practical you know reading well. they did they actually didn't promote this all that much but um, if you read the there's a lot of amazing work and and I think they could have done a better job of of promoting it because if you read the Cinefax, there's a bunch of stuff where it's like whoa that because most of the st- in the for example the the hijacking in the in the prologue the opening sequence yeah, yeah. that's a huge oh, thing yeah a, a huge thing and and the amount of stuff that's practical and the amount of stuff that's digital it's like backwards it's you you watch it and I, I, I was fascinated by this in the Cinefix because it was basically you would expect that to be a digital sequence or, or you know, they're on a gimbal or something like they're that. Spinning around on a green screen. They're spinning around on a green screen. It's like actually the only thing that's digital in, in a lot of those scenes is like the guys who are walking around on the outside of the plane. Only thing that's digital is their wires connecting them yes. to the upper plane. Yeah. Everything else was real because the wires would have been too dangerous. But, wait, but the rest of it. What about what was outside of the plane when it broke in half? 
I'm assuming they didn't just hang the thing from a helicopter. No, no. That when it actually broke, that was a miniature. But oh, then, yeah. but well, then, like, but there's shots when they're inside the tube and you can see what's going on. Like, yeah. Outside oh the yeah, that would have been that good. Been. Good, because when you started yeah. talking, I'm like, Mike's about to say that they just dragged everyone <laughs> no. to yeah. three thousand feet. They, they just hung, they hung everyone in the tube three thousand feet in the air. And dude, said, after dude. Mission and, Impossible Four, I don't know anymore. Yeah, and exactly. Tom Tom Hardy hadn't even been cast in the movie yet. He was just doing yeah. that the one weekend. Yeah, because yeah. Tom Hardy gets bored easy. So, but why don't you think uh, you you do think that it's the yeah. fifth? Spot. I think I think so. I think so. I think it's the, it's got the mix. It's got the you know it, it it's unlike Avengers and and again it's it's equivalent to Avengers. It's true and that's fair enough to to say that. Well, but what in Dark Knight is really new and different and wow, I never saw that before. Well, it really doesn't have anything like that. Um, yeah, might it just get a prestige nom for? Being I the think third? I think it's just because Dark Knight Rises has just got that air of class. Like you know, it's and as a movie, I don't like it nearly as much as as uh, the previous one. I think that's the that's the good one of the three and the other two I can take or leave but um I just it, and again I I could be I could be basing this off of a vibe that's completely untrue. I just I feel like yeah, Dark Knight Rises has got that 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 schmear of this is a meaningful deep movie about some bullshit that whoever thinks it's a meaningful <laughs> it's, deep it's movie shot about that shit. Way. That's yeah. the exactly. thing. It's, it's made shot, you know and it just shot so beautiful. Nolan yeah, just yeah. has this you know that oh Nolan movies are they're serious important movies that we should recognize. Nolan's a director in a suit and his movies are movies in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He, he, yeah, Dark Knight Rises is is the Avengers with a nice tie on. But, yeah, you know otherwise some adorable cuff. Exactly, but none of you guys so much. But these guys didn't even feel that. Which I I felt, I felt Skyfall edged it just a bit in terms of not just practical effects, but practical effects that I felt like connect with the older visual effects crowd. Like, like some of the, some of the. I feel like in the room they're like, yeah, James Bond, yeah, helicopter crashing into a stone mountain miniature, yeah, this thing blowing up, yeah. Like, I felt like I felt like they could connect with that and access that more than they can and like a thank god kind yeah, of way. Exactly. yeah like I, I feel like and this is just an error over around i feel i feel like people are really happy for skyfall because it's a really good bond movie hearkening back to like the glory days of bond yeah. and people are and it's well received and it's, it's doing well yeah, it's, doing, it's like yeah, yeah good for bond you know bond like back yeah. yeah it's like it's like dark Knight rise is going to make x amount of dollars regardless but like in a lot of ways like i mean the you know i mean people want the i think people are endeared so much to the franchise that when it does the visual effects it does extraordinarily well plus the fact that they'd crashed a fucking train yeah. like i don't care i mean rig removal great an aerodynamic brick in the sky with the bat wonderful but fucking you crash a train at daniel craig yeah. that means something it's like when they broke a ship in half exactly or, well know. and when you get to the point where you know we all kind of go yeah life of pie lock you know the hobbit lock you get down to the fifth category yeah. well now you are kind of splitting hairs like well what's going to take it is going to be the prestige of the batman movie versus the nostalgia of the thing you know you you're, you right. can really go anyway i'm you know the odds of yeah as we go down the list the odds are are obviously getting higher and higher that we're going to be correct about that so yeah i mean i can i can totally see the equivalence of skyfall and the dark knight rises and even the avengers although again the avengers was just i just wasn't more again totally just wasn't feeling the avengers at all and and we all share that feeling and we all like the movie it's just that as if yeah, visual exactly. effects it's just so like, your yeah, so right. your fifth one is skyfall yes, my sir. fifth one is dark knight rises your fifth one used to be john carter and is now skyfall, now skyfall. so yeah. there you go but otherwise we agree totally which takes us to uh, the next one that we all agree on. <laughs> Sorry, Snow White and the Huntsman. You actually are kind of pretty in French, you know, in your way. Yeah. But uh, just not feeling the love there. But fuck nope. your movie. I'm sure most yeah. of the reel was dealing with the fake dwarves, right? Less than you might imagine, actually. That struck me as they talked about it a lot. They pointed out because that's one of those things you have to point out. Like Ian McShane is not a dwarf, y'all. And notice we didn't just make him small; we 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 made him a dwarf. Portions of him, yeah, which I thought was really impressive. It is amazing. I hadn't seen the full movie, so seeing that it's right up there with what they did in Captain America, which I thought should have gotten more recognition than it did at the Bake Off. Yeah, yeah. The did Captain America end up getting nominated? It didn't. No, that's. 
I dude, that was, I think I think that was the big crime of was that last year, two years ago, a couple yeah. years back, three thought, years ago, I think. Yeah, I thought, Skinny Steve. Yeah, Skinny Just, Steve. Holy shit, guys! That was really amazing work, and the dwarves in 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 uh, in Snow White are amazing, and you know all the work in Snow White is amazing. It's a very beautiful film. the The look is very beautiful, very dark, very scary. You know, it fits the tone of the movie. The um, there's nothing wrong with any no. of the work. No. it's it's quite nice. Um, it's workmanlike. It's, it's, yeah. They, yeah, they, they the, most, the most impressive thing that to me, and again, this is just from my layman standpoint, was the fact that they said we had four months to do all this in. Yeah, yeah. that was the yeah. thing that like I was wow. like, oh, okay, that's why you're here. Yeah, that's why you're here over say battleship or maybe yeah. like that. You did not just a very competent, very good job that matched the movie, but you did it on an insane schedule. Yeah, four months to edit a movie is yeah, four months thin. to edit a movie is insane. Is insane. Yeah. So yeah, that was impressive, and and I I liked the work. I mean, it was nice to sort of see the work removed from the movie because when I first saw the movie, I was like. God, just let this be over. But just being able to focus on the visual effects, it really is it really is beautiful work. There's no doubt about it. The most amazing thing that got the most and they pointed it out, they made a point of it, is um she when she um <laughs> we made endless jokes about how it's really interesting that the least animated character is the real one. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah. But um if you couldn't have done something with her, really? Nothing. It's like was she petting the tennis ball or was the tennis ball petting, petting her? her? Yes, it's so hard to tell. That uh, you know, there's the stag with the with the branches for antlers and all that and all the all the the other forest creatures which are obviously all digital um they went to great pains to point out that even in the ultra close-up when you just see its eye and a piece of its nose and she's stroking it there's like you know even i looked at the shot and i was like well they brought in a real horse for that because that's you know you can they said we didn't yeah, <laughs> fuck that we did yeah, like, we didn't we did the, even snow white and the fucking huntsman even that close-up is is all digital even when it's just an eyeball and and a horse's nose or a stag's nose it was still all digital and it's yeah it's amazing work it's man ain't work. it just the pain of our lives that you can work really hard do really good work on something that sucks yeah i mean you know, uh yeah i worked on three seasons of flavor of love yeah yeah, so. yeah i mean trey's told a story about his buddy working on hollow man it's just like oh damn yeah because that, 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 was, that, was, that was a complicated movie no the effects were outstanding yeah. in the yeah. movie they got nominated i think i liked hollow man the movie a bit more than most people but no one liked all it was man. pretty bad that was my first that yeah. was the first time i actually got screeners for a uh for for the academy that year and like it, it i remember getting the hollow man and being like this is just awful i want to yeah it's just, just you know the vfx and snow white and the huntsman it's like damn Good. I mean, good for your reel. Yeah. I mean, seriously, good for your reel. But fuck, man, I wish, you know, all the people that worked that hard, you just wish that they had what that had, what all their work earned was. Right. And then the whole world loved your movie, too. So yeah. high five, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and no, not so much. So, yeah, we're just, you know, Snow and the Huntsman. Well, you know, you made it to the Bake Off and rightly so and deservedly so. Pat on the back. And uh, golf just, clap and see you later. Just not pretty much. love. For me, the big standout, and it's a movie that I had not seen, so I had no frame of reference before, but compared to this crowd, yeah. the dog was the amazing Spider-Man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Wow. Yeah. You look at that movie, and, and you just kind of go, wow, that's that would have been impressive 10 years ago, and now in this company, it's like... Huh? What you were actually they, released that? Did you? What were they showing in the reel? <laughs> jumping, uh, flipping, jumping, flipping, lizard spinning. guy. Also, their yeah. 3D was atrocious. 3D was really bad. 3D was ugly as sin. Now is and, and, and really was that no, native 3D? That was they, native. That was native. It's, 3D. it's amazing. It just goes to show compared to the other movies. I mean, Life of Pi obviously being the standout, but Hobbit 3D was beautiful. And you know what else do we see in 3D? Prometheus, Prometheus 3D was beautiful. Amazing Spider Man's looked like. Like it, like like it had been done in post. Like no. they literally had done it all with Roto, because it was just the it was ugly and gimmicky and and. Mike, really, do, you, do you have any insights into why? Really awful looking. Into why? Why what? the 3D looked like shit? I mean, you've, well, seen, was, you've seen a lot of the real stuff yeah. and the fake stuff. Because it was be, it was, I, I think in large part, um, 
you're responding to it being gimmicky, it being designed with the yeah, thought. Yeah, first of all, it was this in your face 3D. about it. Yeah. Get up and yeah. get POV up web slinging was just it, yeah. Somebody, somebody. I think I honestly because I want to make this very clear: the 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 Amazing Spider-Man movies that are done with uh, Sony right now, uh, that's not Kevin Feig uh, in charge of it. That's Avia Rad, and this reeked of an Avia Rad decision of like, oh, POV 3D, a, a wall crawling, it'll be great, it'll be yeah. awesome, and he can fly up to a window and you see his own reflection, and it the, it was just noisy and uh, like visually noisy and awful that and guy just, should be designing rides yeah, it, yeah i mean yeah, it would have been it, that's what it, that's what it would have been that's what a, the movie felt like it would have been a bad like 3d ride oh. certainly no simpsons yeah uh but <laughs> it just it was it just felt like really it just it, it really was uh, destructive to the story and like everything else right. around I, f- it. I think though that's um, fucked up because the best 3d ride i've ever been on was the spider-man ride at universal <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i i did different, I, different I, creative team I will say on the on the opposite side, uh, I was impressed, and not so much they didn't really they didn't really promote this as well. But looking at articles online um, for Amazing Spider Man, I was amazed by how much of it was digital. I would yes. have thought that they had shot plates and put in, yeah. you know, in the in the in the high school corridor when they're fighting. I would have shot they thought they shot plates and you know some some uh, you know live interaction stuff, and then they put the creatures in. They, all digital, one hundred percent digital shots, and that impressed me. That that does impress me, but you know, not not like you said, compared to the other work yeah. up here, do not you, enough. Do you think Amazing Spider-Man would have done? You know, it's, say it's not going to get nominated regardless, but do you think it would have done better if they just played it two D and took it? I, I would have. I would have. I spent most of my time watching. Go, this three D is ugly as sin. Mm. That took me out of now. Now I wasn't necessarily impressed by other aspects of it as well. I thought the lizard guy was like, he would have been great 10 years ago too. He might've been impressed by that. But the lizard guy was like, wow, I did. They, I've seen lizard guys like on, you know, grim that, uh, that don't <laughs> hold up, you know, that's, is that, is this a guy from, was that thing in Buffy the vampire slayer? It's like, Oh man, <laughs> there was really nothing. Ouch. There was just nothing that was like, not just like, Oh, you Avengers, you did all this wonderful work. This was like, this looks like substandard work compared right. to everything else. Right. This is not as good as the other movies we're seeing. The, the other thing that said it was that they created like a, they had this, they had a digital Spidey obviously to do a lot of the stuff, but they said, you know, our digital Spidey was so good. Our editor used it to just create different cutaways. You know, to create yeah, different. They have to use it to act. Yeah, to, which <laughs> and you shot of him doing this. All which, right, we'll if, make if that happen. If you're uh, the gentleman's name from Social Network, um, Garfield, Gar- Andrew Garfield. If you're Andrew Garfield, that's got to feel just really fucking. Guys, I could put the suit demi- back on. Yeah, yeah. I, here, mask, huh? <laughs> like he shouldn't be. Like, I mean, you don't know. Maybe Andrew Garfield was hating it the whole time. He's like, "Fuck, I don't care." Yeah, and what blows me away is paycheck, paycheck, put him on screen saying racist shit. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Mark Webb directing. Who's it, you know he's he comes from a wah wah. I get it. Yeah. Mark, oh right, Mark yeah, Webb. right. No, okay. like Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer, and you know, mm. just it's like Clown Masalas too, right? Did he? No, 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 no. no That's no. Mark yeah. Forster, no, Mark who is currently working on World Wars. Yeah, yeah. And, and he did Green Lantern, which is a whole. That other. was another thing. Is you know, again, I and a lot of it comes down to it. Is I just uh, I, I'm looking at this real going. I don't. I have no. I have no dog in this fight whatsoever. I don't know anything about this movie. I I, I barely. The guy from Social Network plays Spider Man. That's literally everything I know about the Amazing Spider Man. I still have not seen it, and I was like, this is. 
<laughs> being directed by someone who's not as good as Peter Jackson or yeah. or Ang Lee. This there is this person is not as good a director. Just shoddier. All this around. is just not as good a movie, and it's not as well made. He just wasn't as experienced. He hasn't done yeah. any movies. So. Yeah. So no on Spider Man then, huh? No. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a big no. All right. Well, no, one was, no one was feeling it in the room. Yeah. yeah. Just you could just tell. And one of the other things, and you guys, you guys saw it happen a couple of times. Um, you get three minutes for question and answer oh, afterwards. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. There, there was a guy years ago. I don't think he's around much anymore. But there was a guy where if because no one likes to get up there and have you know flown from England sometimes or whatever to be there for three minutes. That's you're there for three minutes to take questions about possibly being an Oscar nominee. Um, and then to have no one ask a question yeah. is, is, is feels terrible. So there was always a guy, and everyone knew him by name. I didn't know him by name, but people in the in the in the in the branch knew knew. Oh yeah, he'll always. There was a guy who would always, if there was that three, you know, three to eight seconds silence of no one having a question, he would take the bullet and invent a question for you. Yeah. And there was that guy. And, and yeah, he was. If there, it wasn't think, that, yeah. I don't know if it was the same guy, but you saw a but guy. But there do was that, that guy. Yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. a guy do that. Like there was one right. guy who asked a question every single time. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to let you leave you hanging where no one even asked a question. Yeah, you right. know, because then you know you're screwed. There's, there's but the thing is, there's two t- there's two cases where someone will not ask a question. One is like we well, you, you've already got it. It's a no brainer. We're blown away. Thank you. Or there's no chance in hell. You're right. not getting it. Go away. So you and you can never. You know, you can never be totally sure which it is. <laughs> well, so, if you're the one on stage, you can't be sure. Exactly. Which one if you're the is, one yeah. on stage, you've got any questions. And like, you know, literally like some of those guys, like I flew here this morning from the freaking UK to stand here for three minutes and you guys don't even have a goddamn question for me. Great. You know, that's, that's I'll be out in the lobby eating cheese. Exactly. So, uh, you know, there'd be, you know, there was someone out of courtesy will, will invent a question. That's really nice. I'm glad they do that. Yeah. So Spider-Man, I think there was one that was they had to kind of like. Any more questions? You know, and there was I, one Spider Man that was kind of like, we really was, don't have any questions yeah. for you guys. And what should be noted is that, and Brian pointed this out, there was one guy who started off every round of questioning. Like, there's the same guy who asked the first yeah. question every single time. Yeah. First guy, hand shot up before like the lights had come on. And the guy with the mic always came to him first. And even during that, that guy was silent. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. No. Even he was like, come on, somebody, somebody like, else's turn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What was next? Next up was. Oh, we're on the back side of the page. Yeah, now. we're down to the final three. Jesus uh, Christ. Cloud Atlas. Now, this is Holy kind of interesting hell. because are Mike and I the only ones who've actually seen the entirety of Cloud Atlas? I haven't seen it. I haven't I seen, have it, not seen it. No. Okay. So, you guys, and often, and, and for me, Spider Man was like, the real is all I've ever seen. Life by the real is all I've ever seen. I actually have seen Cloud yeah. Atlas, um, not in the theater, uh, I saw it on a screener. Um, so I, I kind of knew what I was in for. Um, so you guys need to say Cloud Atlas is so many different things. What was your impression? of What is Cloud Atlas? <laughs> Can you pitch Cloud Atlas? Um, any of you? What happens in Cloud yes. Atlas? Exactly. <laughs> okay. So Tom, tell me about Cloud Atlas. Tom Hanks knows a Korean person in the future <laughs> <laughs> who has ship. Yeah. With um, throws guy off. Building, Mike, uh, Eddie, I building. think your mic's cutting out. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's, no, he's, the, no, his he's brain is cutting out. Uh, yeah, Quiet, but, he's telling you the plot of Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cloud Atlas uh, gives you Aspergers. Um, yes. So, <laughs> Halle Berry is white and um, car crash and Chinese <laughs> and uh, water. 
Yeah. Water. Nuclear reactor. Nuclear reactor. Nuclear reactor, water. Um, space uh, telescope. Fifth element happens. Uh, yeah, fifth, yeah fifth, fifth element airs during the middle of it. And Korean then, people um, <laughs> Korean people bridge uh, shot at. Tron. Tron. Totally Tron. Flying milk truck. Flying milk truck. Slow flying milk truck with uh, with the jets of the Nebuchadnezzar, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. Mike has a pain grin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, ju- I love Cloud Atlas. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 I point is, yeah. it's like, like you said, just the, no, looking they, at that reel just will bend your head. No, like, yeah. This is one movie. I have the book. I'm about to the crack guy, into the, the book. The guy up there even said, he yeah. was talking about yeah. how it's kind of six stories and blah, blah, blah. And he made the point, he's like, if you haven't seen Cloud Atlas, this you're not going to get it. <laughs> this reel is this not going to help you understand <laughs> yeah. what it was. Don't even worry about spoilers. Yeah. yeah. But how are the effects? Gorgeous. Good. Amazing. Great. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. It's just, and, and they were very, uh, the, the guy who presented Dan Glass was very uh, careful to basically say, we're showing you all of this to show you the range of, we had to make every movie yeah. while we were doing this. Yeah. That's, that's one of the amazing you things know. about Cloud Atlas is it's, it's there's a, it's, they didn't even show the freaking sailing ship. Yeah. There's a whole section of the movie that's about, you know, like they're doing Master and Commander. Yeah. And they didn't even show any of that. You know, yeah, so. exactly. That that's what surprised me. Like they they left out a whole story. That's its own yeah. its own challenges. I'm that's, sure that's the challenge. The, the, the design that went into it was extraordinarily impressive to me. It just felt like yeah. it's like it's one thing to make make one cre- like immersive world. It's one thing to just create. Uh, a mo- you know your movie takes place in a world that exists around the story that's that's you make Blade Runner yeah that's exactly yeah. and movies like that do that this is like literally seven worlds like <laughs> yeah. and that's not a joke I think six is the actual number but like it's like literally, a seven course meal one of which is Blade Runner yeah, yeah. it's like we're okay okay we are in fifth element now we're in bullet apparently uh, we're in um, master and commander's trace it's like literally as all those worlds kind of happening in and out of each other. And from what yeah. I understand of the structure, it goes in and out between these different yes, time periods. Yeah. Similar to the real. That's why when I was watching the real, it, I'm it like, it goes to Downton Abbey for quite a time. Yeah, quite yeah, a time. <laughs> it's like, and then we're in the twenties, like, and then it's just like all these things happening at once. And it's, it, it's a seam. It felt like the real represented that sort of seamless change in between. Yeah. Well, uh, watching know. the real, just watching the real. I'm like, God, I want to see this movie again. I, I went, I went right back home and pulled out my screener <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'll, uh, I pulled out that in Hobbit, but I watched Hobbit first. I mm. haven't, haven't rewatched Cloud Atlas. I, I did. I, it was on my list of things to see and I never got around to it. No. And now having seen just that real, really curious. I, I, after walking out, I went, okay, is it still in theaters anywhere nearby? And sadly nope. it's not, but I, Yes, regrets uh, yes, not the, having done the, that. Now. The conversation we'll do after this intermission, where we talk about the best and worst of the year, we yeah. will talk about how sadly Cloud Atlas is one of yeah. the biggest bombs of 2012, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Now, how did the how did it fare in the effects department? Do you think it's going to get in there? I we I we all I so. unanimously, yeah. whether we knew the movie or not, we all go whatever that was. It's yes, in. yeah, it's in because it, it's nomination. It's, it's like what you were saying earlier with Life of Pi, where it's yeah. it's the other one in this. Crop. It also yeah, it is. It's, it's like the most, okay, the, the this is there's a style and there's uh, yeah. the effects and the visuals that the effects are creating are elevating this movie above and beyond what it would the, be otherwise. There's a, there's a shot in the reel where um, basically future Korean Halle Berry and young half-Asian Tom Hanks yep uh, <laughs> throw um, he they're escaping from one building to another and he throws this device that's like a zip line and then the zip line opens up into this metal narrow walkway in which they have to traverse 
And I was just looking at it. I'm like, that thing is extraordinarily detailed. Yeah. Like, and not yeah. only that, but the interaction between like where the foot, it's obviously green screen CG, but like where the interaction between that and how the foot falls on it, it looks real. And like the camera's moving and I'm noticing just really tiny details on this thing. And, and meanwhile, all sorts of shit's just happening in the back. Every frame is like that. Like this underwater thing where these roads are semi permeable, yeah, permeable yeah. and they can phase in. Yeah, they're just hologram guides. They're not real roads. So and, it, and but you don't know that until they pass through them. Exactly. And then and then, you know, they the, a bomb goes off and one of them floods. It's just like somebody thought about all this. Yeah, yeah it's similar yeah. to what I said about the prestige. It's just like look at just look at the thing sitting on the thing in the background. Somebody made that. And just as much as somebody practically made that, somebody made this in visual effects. And to me it's like, how can it not be nominated? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool, man. That's exciting. Yeah, it's really quite something. I still want to see that one. I haven't well, seen it. I highly recommend because well, well, I want to do a commentary. We're gonna do we're gonna do best and worst our, our picture best and worst of twenty twelve mm-hmm. after this and Cloud Atlas will come up, I yeah. believe. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, we're all it's you know, I was very gratified that, you know, you guys as often can happen, you go, I like me with Life of Pi. I still don't know what Life of Pi is, but damn, that's a visual effects nominee if ever I saw one. So we're about to go on to movie eight. We've got three locks. Movie nine. Movie nine. Movie nine. Movie nine. So we've got three locks. We've got Hobbit, Life of Pi, and Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Cloud what's Atlas what's coming up here? Oh. Next is, well, one of uh, what, what what formerly was one of uh, Mike's picks, and then mm-hmm. we'll, you can tell us why it fell off the list. Um Mr. John Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Remember that yeah. movie that happened? Yeah. There's a pretty good commentary for it on the internet. I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. If we had done the comment, I'm watching it. I'm like, did we talk about this one? I have the same yeah. thing, man. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. we actually do a commentary? Like, I remember yeah. lots of the conversations did, through fact. almost all of the episodes. Like yeah. someone will say, someone said this one time. I'm like, oh yeah, that was on surrogates or something. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. I straight up forget about uh, having ever done John Carter or Cowboys and Aliens. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm surprised to see them on the list. <laughs> and these yeah. aren't like three years old. We've been doing commentaries for almost, it's going to be four years here in yeah. a second. These are like like six months ago. I forget. That's we the definition of a forgettable movie. Yeah. 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 You can't even, you forget that you sat down and talk the whole time yeah, so about it. Recorded I straight up forget those movies. No, but what, so there was a lot of there was a lot of good VFX stuff going well, on. The, they primarily well, yeah. the real primarily thing. The real primarily focused on the Tharks. They primarily promoted remind me the the green humanoids and said so. The guy said we have focused on. Yeah, the Tharks, and, and that's and more on that because in a they knew they were going up against and Gollum. That is well, maybe yeah. that is well, it, it's maybe their environment. It's not, it's not much of a fight. Ball. It's it's yeah yeah. yeah I no, was I, I was impressed when they when they really mentioned that because um, when I you know when we watched John Carter, I'm watching it and going, am I still watching this? You know, so mm-hmm. I I kind of wasn't paying that much attention, but in the real, really focusing on the work. Even though, even though I had worked on it and stared at these characters, <laughs> but, uh, finally focusing on the on the effects work and stuff, um, I'm noticing they look like they look like they're there. I'm I'm not yeah. questioning these characters yeah. at any yeah. point, yeah. and which that's, is what I said when it when it came out. There's not yeah. a single frame of the Tharks on screen where you go, that looks like a computer generated yeah. thing. It's they look really real good work. every frame, and that's and that is why initially, and it's double negative, is it not? Yes, okay. yeah, DNEG, um, DNEG, and MPC, MPC. I think mostly did uh, environments and kind of the flying, yeah, you know, some of the vehicles and stuff. And stuff yeah. yeah, but um, the. Uh, so that's why coming out, I went, I think John Carter is going to get a nomination. But then thinking about it more <laughs> again, because Skyfall had the had the benefit of practicality and because John Carter is head to head with the new Gollum, I thought. Yeah. Mm, and because Skyfall John Carter probably. has the taint of failure. Yeah, that yeah, too. Huge you know? failure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I, I decided to change my vote for or, or my guess for what it's going to be. Well, this this was a case where 
the politics of the bake-off also come into play because when the guy said and uh peter peter chang who is he's the one i remember not exactly also the most charismatic presenter, as right. I recall. Yeah, actually, I, uh, I was, was quite, I was really charmed with him. I don't know, and I said to you, I'm because like, after he gave his speech, I looked at Trey. I'm like, what a passionate defense of John Carter, like because <laughs> yeah. he just came out and he was very he, almost solemn, where he just, he stood there for a second. And he's like, yeah. and he's he's this uh, he's we an Asian gentleman war with East Asia. He's yeah. an Asian gentleman with a British accent, so he gets was like, first of all, I just want to thank the Academy for the honor of being here tonight. Like, I mean, he was just so like, actually, you know what? Actually, no, I'm I'm wrong. The person I was thinking about was Jerome Chen. Jerome Chen, yeah. different, who's, who's different the, Asian British. Who was the yes? Who was the pre- presenter for Spider Man? Who, who did not help? Yeah. Who did not help the Spider Man case? He was uh, really nervous. He was, yeah. he was yeah. bad. And, yeah. and and that does. I mean, people like which to, he said up front. Yeah, exactly. Well. People, but people do like to. As much as people might like to go, well, we don't count that. You do count it, and in fact, you should count it a little bit because there is the thinking that if this movie wins, that guy's going on stage at the Oscars and talking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be representing your industry. That's right. It's like, do we want that guy to have 90 seconds on, at the Oscars if he can't even hack this? How did the guy, what, what, what was the nature of the speech in both cases? That the was, Spider-Man guy who I thought was the yes. John Carter guy, because, you know, sorry, I can't tell my Asian visual effects supervisors <laughs> apart, apparently. Uh, from a distance. There's just so many distance, of them. Yeah. Um, he was just, he was very, he was just had his thing, you know, on his sheet of paper and he read it very bullet you know, point, you know, very just ran out of time too. He, really, he, said, he yeah. said there was no way he was going to run out of time and then ran out of time because he read so slowly and, and just had, you know, no, yeah, like you said, he was nervous and people can be nervous. You're, you know, an audience of a thousand people. It was like a student council debate. Exactly. It was like, you know, and then Dr. And, Pierre Chang, on the other hand, was like, he was, yeah. he was, other like, guys like get up there, literally don't even have notes. They put one elbow on the podium. They go, yeah. So anyway, we did a thing and it went like this and you just, you know, they're just comfortable doing it and other people aren't and that's not supposed to be part of the visual effects job so that's fine but you do have to bear in mind what if that guy goes on stage at the Oscars and loses his loses his shit? Yeah, you know, there was the the famously kind of want to see that exactly or or not. Maybe there was the famous case of you know the Matrix when uh, the crazy ass supervisor of that Gata. thing, Gata, you know, his presentation at the Bake Off, people were like, I don't want that guy to go on stage at the Oscars. What if he wins? And he says, I've never met him, but he looks yeah, like a spaz. Yeah, it's a good. And, <laughs> and, uh, he's just like nuts. But but you know whatever. He I'm said, laughing because I agree. Whatever he said at the Bake Off, people like literally said the make the Matrix is amazing, and I might not want to vote for it. <laughs> anymore. I don't want that guy up there. I don't want that guy to win. So, you know, that can happen. But anyway, um, so yes, I was wrong. It was it was Jerome Chen, who I'm sure is a fine visual effects supervisor, but uh, did not help. But the John Carter him. guy was cool. The John Carter John guy, he was, was awesome. he was, he was, he, he was. He had a lawn. He was, he was very, like, he, he was yeah. confident. He, like, he he knew exactly what his movie was, but he was very proud. He was very proud. He was very proud of the work they did, yeah. as they should be. Now, but he did also say that we, you know, they, that we specifically tailored this reel and because you know you only have 10 minutes to pick and john carter is wall to wall well what do you pick but he specifically said we've both we've basically focused on the character work which made me go so you don't know what this is about here at the bake right. normally is <laughs> yeah this, is this your first time yeah are you have you not done this before um because they're playing whole scenes well, it exactly also, it yeah. also gives me pause because the way the effects load gets sort of divvied out on a movie like this is sometimes one company will do all the characters and one company will do all the backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of that's how sort it of like, like, you know, it it's like they're shafting the other two companies. And to the point where this was the one that really made me go, uh-oh, uh, was Chris Corbold again. This is his third movie. 
Chris Corbold get up got up there, and they, I think it was during the Q and A because obviously you know he doesn't get his shot until the the Q and A after he doesn't get to do the presentation beforehand. Um, someone asked some question that related to him. He stepped up to the mic and talked about yes, we did, well we built all the mic you know because he's the practical guy. He said we built all the flying machines, which you didn't actually see any of in this reel. <laughs> there was like a little zinger there, yeah, and I was like woo, mm. uh, you know. Little internal strife in the John Carter camp going on. I don't know. Who knows? I have no idea. But just that kind of thing, that vibe, you kind of go, yep, yeah, nope, nah, John Carter, whatever, whatever you, you guys, whatever you guys have got going on, don't want that on stage at the Oscars. Yeah. Sorry, right? You know, thanks. Yeah, because um, you see that sometimes with some of the like little indie films. There's like the the producers get the, they're like grabbing at the mic at each other yeah. and demanding yeah. to talk and stuff. You don't want that. <laughs> and just in level. the bigger picture, it's like, yeah, well, how it's the Bake Off. How do you? Just show the Tharks, which are great, without showing the walking city of Helium and you know the, and the big vistas and the and the practical rigs and the you know the they didn't even show the they, they talked about but didn't show a moment of yes uh, Chris Corbold and his team built these riding rigs that we then animatronically yeah. tied into not one moment of that it was it was like are you featuring the Tharks or are you dissing someone yeah. I, you know with right. your reel uh, it just I mean was, shit even Tron Legacy threw Clue in there and Clue was the yeah, the, the weekly they, they owned up to it they they they, they, they that might have been their downfall is a little too much Clue in the big but but to completely omit a large section of what yeah. the effects of John Carter were, weird know. vibes. Something, whatever that was. I think it was a wrong move. I think it was politically wrong to do it. And I they think just to, broke up. I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I think they just broke up. And I'm not really speaking. But whatever whatever that was, I I think that I think John Carter might have had a shot. Mm. I think it was the presentation that that yeah. was the nail in the coffin. Huh. Wow. And that just leaves us with uh, Prometheus. It leaves yep. us with Prometheus, and we have one of our slots open, so I guess you Is can... Is that our fourth lock here? Yeah, that's our fifth, yep. our talk, fifth talk and Talk about lock, how it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean the movie was, yeah. was good if the visual effects get in the... <laughs> Say what you will, and we did. Say what you will, and we have, and will, but... Uh, Damn, that's a pretty movie. We yeah. we office space that movie, like in terms. I of love like, that tweet. Yeah, and he's like, it was like, it was like the printer and office space of Prometheus. We, yeah. yeah, we literally just took turns walking circles around it and hitting it with a bat back yeah. up in your uh, with, with the, the resurrection. resurrection. Uh, but it, but I mean, no one ever denied that the shit was just yeah, amazing right. to look at. That's I bought what, it. If anything, look at the visual effects over and over again. If anything, <laughs> it fueled our hate because it did the, uh, the visual side was so well done. Yeah, and yeah. everything else was just like God damn it. Yeah, but the effects. What was the what was the real consisting of? Probably lots of space stuff, lots of critters. Yeah, I've definitely focused on the Prometheus and the landing. We Based on all the parts that infuriated us yeah. story-wise. <laughs> we pretty much saw the landing from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, we saw a precious little of the uh, of the 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 Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. Um, enough to point out, like, you know, sometimes they're real, sometimes they're digital. We saw an awful lot of uh, David and the Hologram. Yeah. Very pretty. Um, we saw the they they um, really like promoting the um, the crash. Yes, the, the and the C-section. Like, yeah, the C-section. Which was a little awkward in the theater. I was a little surprised yeah, that, that they went weird. there, yeah. But yeah. Um, they they made the point. The thing that interested me the most was how detailed both the Prometheus and the Juggernaut, the engineer yeah. ship, were. They yeah. said it was 450 days just on the texturing combined yeah. for those two ships. That's more than they needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who's worked as a texture artist, there's a lot of that, that they probably didn't need to texture. No. Yeah. I mean, it's great, good for them, but shit, dude, you don't have to texture the inside of the damn thing. Yeah. Well, you do because they're yeah, running bro. into each other and you're, they're being shredded. So that's a pain. You know, they had to build all the little pieces that fell off. Too. What was was that? Dean egg? 
Um, uh, I don't remember. DD maybe? I think. It wasn't Trevor, DD. Trevor Wood. I think Joey it might have been, uh, been D-Nick. There's say. like three from D-Nick this year. Yeah, so yeah, I think that was the third one. But how was the presentation? It was good. Dude. He, that that was the was the Prometheus guy who was literally was the one who didn't have notes and he just uh, it looks like just just uh, scanning it looks like it was uh, Weta Weta and MPC were were the primary ones on hmm. MPC I remember being thrown around a lot yeah. with yeah. regards to the ships I'll bet you Weta did the the critters yeah if it, I if I had that, a guess that appears to be absolutely correct just looking at I, I'm really quickly looking at the that would make sense thing. that Weta would have done and uh, Weta was the yeah the critters and was that the one where the fellow literally didn't even have notes and he just kind of literally is like talked his way through and was perfect. Wasn't Rob Legato, was it? That no, no, it was Rob Legato, not in this was year. He wasn't in yeah. this but that's year. It. I could, when you, when you, earlier you made the mention that some guys are just <laughs> yeah, Rob Legato's done it. I can imagine him just walking Some people have out, literally just done it so many times. Like sitting off the edge of the stage you like, know. hey guys, what's up? Like checking his phone like while he's early on question. when I first started going to the Bake Off, Dennis Murin was on, you know, he would go up twice in one night, three times, you know, and they're just like, hey, Dennis, tell us about this movie. Go ahead. So Interesting. But Prometheus, the vibe in the room was good. Yeah, everyone, think, everyone yeah. was feeling overall. It. it was just like even the 3D. There was almost 3D was good. Smooth I like the 3D. 3D. Yeah. Really good. D3D. There was there After was Spider Man. Everything looks good. You felt you felt the energy. Some people wanted to applaud at the end of the Prometheus yeah. reel and and just barely but then resisted. remembered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Wait, right. It's, it's We're too Prometheus. cool for that. We yeah. don't do that. And some people want to applaud like the evening is over. Thank yeah. God, <laughs> that was right, part right. of that vote already for Christ's sake. That's the other thing is that it should be noted is that as the evening progresses, yeah. people who are there specifically for just a film, like after Spider Man, I noticed a lot of people left. Yeah, I did notice a steady trickle throughout the. And they didn't yeah, even work on Spider Man. Yeah, right. They were but, just like fuck this. No, they were yeah. just quitting the industry. Little, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving the business. It's it's you know it's grueling. It can be a little yeah. grueling. You know, it's a little it's a long night. And, and they kind of set that up at the beginning as well. Like I remember he said like yeah. he said something and acknowledged that. This is this is how the sausage gets made, folks. It's it, it takes a while. It yeah. yeah. can be slow and might be a little boring. So the deadlocks are Prometheus. Uh, so yeah, let's recap. Hobbit. Yeah. The panel says. The panel says Prometheus, Hobbit. Oh God, Life, Life of Pi and Cloud Atlas. Yes. There's, there's Cloud your Atlas. four. Those are our. We believe those are the can't miss. Going to definitely be in. And then we just Brian. What's your what's your one? fifth slot? Skyfall. Skyfall. So, so everyone's got we've got, got no, three. I, I go for and again weirdly enough the movie I like least. I go for Dark Knight. Yeah, Skyfall. but I, of course, but I will not be like, what an outrage if it's Skyfall, right? Or if it's the Avengers, even yeah. you know, it's like I that could happen. Of, of course, last year, last year we the. Uh, you know Hugo, which wound up winning. We were like, "That's not going to get." Yeah, nominated. that's not even going to get in. So, so, so probably so that, Amazing Spider-Man's going to take it this yeah, year. You can read the vibe. <laughs> I could see, I could see why there's a, a corridor for Dark Horse of Hugo though, because that the whole thing was just masturbatory. Isn't sure. film wonderful? Yeah, yes. and I think that appealed I, to I, enough. I, that was I our that. old friend Martin. In yeah. my in my in my analysis last year, I totally missed the. Oh, that's right. No, we're stroking ourselves. Yeah. In a year, right. in a year when the artist wins Best Picture, when it's like, well, that was cute and all, but well, you know, really, but it's like, but it's a celebration of how wonderful we are as an yeah. industry. Yeah. How did I miss that? Damn it. Last year's Oscars was like the uh, the Twitter MySpace photo of like the teenage girl with the duck <laughs> yeah. lips. Last, yeah. Like that, last, you know. Last year's Oscar like, was a big selfie from the yeah, entire Academy. Exactly. <laughs> Aren't we cute? Look at yeah. us. All right. So we're, the, the, the deadlocks for noms, we have four, and we'll, we'll see what happens with the fifth one. It's Skyfall or Dark Knight. Skyfall, or, Dark Knight. But here's and the really, here's really, I will say. I will say that I think the four I will stand by. The fifth one could be 
literally any one of that list yeah. except for Spider-Man. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no way Spider-Man's getting it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think, you know, Snow White, you know, who knows when the votes sure. getting split that close. Also they changed the voting this year. They or maybe it was last year, but this is the first year I've heard this. They didn't do preferential balloting this year. They've hmm. changed that. And oh, I don't know oh. if that's I don't yeah. know if that's Do you know what the new process is? You could is? you could vote yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10, but you could give everything a 10 if you want yeah, to. Yeah. Which is weird and we need one of our, you know, resident statisticians like Fi or someone to weigh in because that to me Seems like a system you could game more easily than yeah. preferential balloting. Because, like, for example, I talked to someone afterwards who thought everything was shit except Life of Pi. So I presume <laughs> he voted zero 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 ten zero zero zero, which is like, is that better than preferential balloting, where you at least have to rank something? Yeah. You have to say this is better than this. This is better than this. I, I share your confusion. I would like to. Isn't that I, the same as I, just voting once? I don't know yeah. if I'll listen to this, but I'll get her attention on the forum and we'll ask. I'm that just question, curious why they, I'm really they, curious because that's a definite change in policy. And I, I, I'm either this year or last year is when that has happened, and that's new. And if I don't have, know if it's academy wide or just the VFX branch or if that's whatever, but if, that, that's a change. If yeah. You haven't gathered from context clues. We actually one of our listeners is a statistician, so we ask her questions about that. Um, okay, so that's we got the deadlocks that we think are pretty safe. Let's let's get let's get unsafe. What's going to win? What's going to what 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 is the most likely win and most likely upset win? Well, I've already gone on record. I think the Hobbit is the obvious win. I think the potential upset is Life of Pi. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think fair. we're all in agreement on that one, Mike. Yeah. I'm I'm actually leaning towards Life of Pi being more likely, but if Hobbit wins, I won't be at all surprised. I, no, I, and that's and that is to say we're all in agreement that the top two are Life of Pi and, and yeah. the Hobbit. I actually be, believe Life of Pi because I think the ending is going, especially with the sentimentality of the Academy writ, writ large. I think they're and Mike knows the ending as well. Like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be crying by the end of it, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, that movie was amazing and told an emotional story." And look at the effects it did to get there. And I think they're I think they're gonna lump it in. They're that gonna way. tie that into the qualitative experience. Exactly. They're, they're gonna want to give Life of Pi something, and maybe they won't be able to give it anything <laughs> yeah. other than Titanic didn't win visual photography. Titanic didn't win visual effects true. Oscar all those years Titanic's ago. Screenplay maybe because the Academy at large knew and understood the depth of the work that went into it. They gave the Visual Effects Academy to Titanic because never let go, Jack. Yeah. And and exactly. because and they so, gave, that, the same reason they gave every other award to Titanic. Exactly. So, but also because know. it was a juggernaut, like, how do you not? Exactly. Right? You of not course. And, and, and that, that is a case where the Visual Effects, on its merit, earned it. I'm, but that's not the reason why... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the reason... But I'm, you that know movie I mean. was shit. Starship <laughs> Troopers should have won. Not, not debating that. No, but that's, that's an instance where I think the... Uh, I think it's. I think it's going to do the Titanic thing, where it's just going to be like the the Academy is going to reward it for everything and visual effects. Is, and yeah, that was a visual effects movie. Yeah, okay, cool. Oscar for that. Did it also do visual effects? Give it that. Give it well, that. I thought this would no. be a more difficult question to answer, so I'll try again. <laughs> okay, so if everyone says it's probably either Hobbit or Pie, yes. what's the big what's, upset? What's, what's the big maybe three? Prometheus. Ooh. I think I, I think Prometheus I is probably the. Upset I can't see maybe. Prometheus having a shot at mm. the final win. I would think if anything, Cloud Atlas is the other. Yeah, I would hope. Mm. I, yeah. I want it to be Cloud Atlas just because I love. Because nobody movie so much, nobody but. saw what dreams may come comparatively. That is true. What dreams right. may come was not a hit by by any major standard. So that was a real surprise. I see Cloud Atlas being like a big hit. On video and, and you know and, and yeah. sort of like it'll gain its speed it'll get, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll, 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 the speed racer it wasn't it wasn't well promoted well this is a cloud atlas conversation yeah. let's not get into it but we yeah can, okay. we can talk about all the many things that you know unfortunate yeah. things about cloud atlas when it's really quite something uh, quite a movie but yeah. uh, but um yeah i think I, I i don't know if there's i wouldn't say there's even necessarily a shot for a third upset it's like i think the the upset is life of pi yeah. Yeah. Right. um and uh, hobbit is the is the is the one to put through you know but it's gonna have low odds 
bet bet a low amount of money, you'll make a little profit. Yeah, if you, bet, you, know, <laughs> you can't if go you, wrong betting on Hobbit. If you bet a hundred, you'll make twenty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You get twenty so back. It's, you know, and and if you, you, you want to go on, on Hobbit, you want to go long, put your hundred on a life of pie. No, you it, might make five hundred back. And and fight and fight betting terms, it's the minus six hundred. Like it's the heavy favorite. You know, right. We'll see what that. We'll see what the what's it called the 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 effectionator or something someone there's a there i we have a nate a, silver i think he's a statistician yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah we that's do. awesome who who yay every year has got it right so nice. far for the last Very like 13 odd. years or something huh. so um because he balances how much it made how it did critically where it came out yeah, and, and so just kind of an algorithm yeah he's nice. got kind of an algorithm going on and and he was when we had just dismissed hugo entirely as a nomination he, he was it. like that's gonna win hugo's wow. gonna win. although just so. to temper our expectations he did have mitt romney as the favorite yeah. <laughs> that's true that's weird cool so on one Thursday, of the, i just want to point out one other thing talking about trends um something that last year i was hoping would be a trend which was not reflected this year uh last year Shockingly, um, I don't. I don't think last year we had ten in the Bake Off. I think last year we had seven, but maybe last year was the first year they moved it up to ten. Um, anyway, either seven or ten uh, groups. Uh, every every movie has four people potentially nominated. That's a total of forty. Forty yeah. people. Um, last year, one of them was a woman. This year, none of them were women, mm. um, which is a, sh- a shame because last year was like literally a woman was up on the podium, and I went, "That's a girl." <laughs> There's a girl up there potentially nominated for for visual effects. And quick, you know, everybody be cool. Everybody be cool. There's a chick here. Uh, don't look. Don't look. And there are lots. There are lots of women in the visual effects yeah. industry. Uh, what's what's more and more every day. Just uh, good for them and good for all of us. Yay! But the um, because of the rules, and this is not a rule that is biased against women, but it tends to play out that way. Is visual effects producers which is an integral role of doing visual effects, as we all know, they are not eligible for the visual effects award because that's seen as a producery job and not a... I've known a lot of women VFX producers. Exactly. A lot of producers. That's, that's right. a lot of women producers more and more, but uh, they're, uh, they tend to... In my experience, I think I've dealt with more female VFX producers than male ones. That tends yeah, yeah. to be a job that women tend to get um, because... <laughs> You know, it's like, well, that's bookkeeping and scheduling. That's girl stuff. It's not, you know, that's not being a visual effects supervisor. The Academy literally will not allow the visual effects producer to be one of the nominees, no matter how much you go. But she was integral to, she actually made a lot of creative in- input, whether she did or not, or he did or not. It's not biased against men or women. It's biased against the job title. If you're the visual effects producer, you can't be named as one of the huh, nominees, um, which tends to play out as a discrimination against many women who were integral to the making of a movie that aren't just simply aren't eligible. And in fact, that happened on what dreams may come from the stage. The four guys said, Ellen should be here with us. Ellen, stand up. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then, and, you know, and she's someone that I worked with. And I was like, right on. I worked with her too. She's, she's not just a number cruncher. She's not like, you know, just doing spreadsheets. She's involved. You know, she's but, the shit, but her title is producer. And therefore she is ineligible. Um, I was told by someone that I spoke with uh, after the, um, <laughs> the after the um, after the show. I ran into an old acquaintance of mine, and um, I was told that a female visual effects producer, whom I have worked with and is amazingly talented, um, because of some political thing that happened that I know nothing about, um, should have been one of the names under Life of Pi. Oh, um, and not only was she not listed under Life of Pi, she was not at the Bake Off in any form. She might well be across the world doing another movie right now that happens but um 
Huh. That's the final thing as we were talking about is there's the politics of who are the four people and there are regulations about who it, who can be the four people. Yeah. And uh, so according to an insider, um, uh, there was there, there might have been one woman on the stage, but for some kind of political problem, uh, there was not. So interesting. So I would I would I would like to see a trend. I would like to see. I'd like to see more women end up on yeah. these on these nominee lists, which is something we haven't we have in ten years and fourteen years of going there. I think last year was the first time I saw a woman walk up on that stage. That's the only one I can remember. Well, okay. So the bigger bets we've made today, we're going to know pretty soon because, you know, we're going to find out who the the five are on Thursday. This is Sunday right now. And, you know, we'll see in a few days and find out how we did on the picking those. And the actual winner we'll find out in February or March, whenever the Oscars are. February, I believe. It's not that uh, far off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I am excited, too. Are you going to have another Oscars party at your house? Oh, yeah. I'm in. Uh, when are the Oscars? What day? I don't know. I'll I have, don't know. We'll have to find okay. it. There'll be a Facebook thing. Early. They moved them up. It was weird that the Bake Off, Bake Off was January 3rd this year. What? It's usually late January. Interesting. Anyway, so that's uh, that's our Bake Off for uh, 2012. And this was a fun one. I want to go next year. I like the dynamic of everyone having been a part of it as opposed to yeah. Yeah. just like, pe- like you know, peppering Trey with questions. He's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I can only have one opinion about one thing. I'm just glad that, you know, cause I almost never have, you know, go with anybody. And it's, it's, it's interesting that you guys all picked up on the same, like you felt the vibe you understood, like, yeah. Oh, there was, you, mm. you could feel the audience yeah. responding or yeah. not responding in various ways. Not only that, but afterwards we went to, uh, was it Kate's Kate Mantellini's Kate Mantellini's all the cool the, kids go after all the cool kids go after the cafe from uh, heat. And apparently yeah. they use it to shoot in mad men a lot. I gleaned this information from the about three dozen mad men posters. Yeah. They had in full it's size like, hanging up on. The that's ceiling. one of the things that you'll never experience until you come to LA, but every single diner, yeah, there's a lot of diners, but every single one of them has like 25 headshots on the side of the wall yeah. where it's like oh and they filmed this here and this guy was here and Leonardo DiCaprio they're like, like the eggs and there are right. three diners where everyone shoots their diner scenes yeah at. there's one of them um, that like the Pulp Fiction one shows up in everything yeah because that's not because that's not a working diner anymore yeah they just it's yeah. available only for well, shooting it, it, it that that diner exists but they actually change locations so you go to that diner but it's a different location than what they shot at the right break. there you go so um, and there was one other thing um, what came at the one other trend um, and this is not surprising but the one other trend was I really didn't see that many people I knew this year uh, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I didn't get to schmooze as many. I saw, I saw some people, and uh, I got to introduce you guys to one of them. Uh, yeah, yes, I indeed. Got to, we got to meet Phil Tippett. There you go. Yeah. That was pretty. That, cool. I told no you I, shit. I told you I knew him. Apparently, <laughs> Phil Tippett is uh, getting ready for the next season of Duck Dynasty because I've seen. He, did you see his Christmas picture? He's rocking the Santa. He's rocking beard. the Santa. Yeah. Beard. There was right a, Santa it beard. even made Reddit the the Tippett Studios Christmas card is just a picture of Phil in a Santa outfit looking really, really disgruntled. Like there has never yeah. been less gruntles than yeah. Phil in that picture. Well, with, with, with like rentals. a cigarette and a scotch, just like looking really ugh. well. There's a, there's another one that was where Ted is sitting on his lap and Ted has bitten him on the hand. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's another one. Oh, cool. We just, I got to meet Phil. Was it just like a hi, I'm Eddie? Bye. No, we okay. We literally were looking for a table. They bring us to a table. We sit down. Trey sits down and then. Um, Trey literally turns around and there's Phil and Brian's like, you mean I've been sitting in front of Phil Tippett for a couple minutes? I'm like, it was, it was literally like, oh shit, there's Phil Tippett. And then they, you know, they kind so of, I just turned around and like, Hey Phil, he's like, Hey Trey. So, so, so Trey yeah. kind of jumped tables on us. I did. I, I, unfortunately yeah, I did. Fine. I did blow you guys off for a little while. And then, and then, so and then our offer <laughs> Phil fucking Tippett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. We forgive you. How many Oscars do yeah. you have? Um, actually <laughs> Phil and I haven't, you mean minor ones have stolen. Exactly. Phil right. and I haven't actually sat and talked in quite a while. We see each other every other bake off or so. 
so like, hey, Phil, like in the crowd. Right. <laughs> but this time it's like, he's like, hey, he literally said, hey, sit up. So so I was like, waitress oh. brought the food to our table. I'm like, he's yeah, over He's there actually now. over on that <laughs> table now. Um, Moving so, yeah, on up. Phil kind of wanted to kind of wanted to hang out. And I'm like, all right, well, he doesn't know. He doesn't, I, don't, I don't get this all the, when I worked there. I didn't get this all the time. So right. see what's cool. on his mind. So we talked about, you know, our Kickstarter projects and things like that. That's, oh, yeah. We're he's both just a bunch of old semi-retired dudes who can't get hired anymore. So, you know, what the hell? Sweet. Cool, man. Well, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Go to the forum, register, and it's a great community of people. Really good conversations, and it's getting better every day. Um... Holden Hill designed and maintained the website. Matt Fedeveda is a mensch. Uh, give us money on PayPal or buy our shirts or do something. Uh, I'd like to thank all the donations that came in this last year because we got a few hundred bucks and I was able to buy all new uh, wires and equipment for us that is probably going to make our life a lot easier. Already today, the, the signs are good. So Whee! donations are really important and thank you very much for those who have made them. Uh, and until next week, my name is Steve Christie. Brian Pettiter. Mike Scott. Chase Dokes. Eddie Doty. This has been Down in Front. Thank you much for listening. Good night. Good night. No one has anything to say. There was no denouement. Oh, well, we need that guy <laughs> no. to just need, ask we need a question. Yeah. We need a code. Uh, no so, questions at all. So uh, with, with Amazing Spider-Man, could you talk a little, you, bit, you talk about a little bit about the... Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs>